To Big Damn Cast, I am Bill Potts. I am so tired. Just <laughs> so, so tired. And you are here for a uh, an SDCC roundup. Um, mm, because you haven't read it enough on websites. No. And you haven't had people who don't know what they're talking about tell you enough about it already on YouTube videos. So we're going to get more people yeah. who don't know what they're talking about yeah. to tell you about it. On a podcast. Whilst drinking. Oh, Huzzah. So, uh, yeah, we've got we've got a bunch to get through, and we're going to crack through, plus a big email catch-up at the end. But let's start with a bit of news before we tuck into our trailer schmoggers board. Yeah. Yeah, let's start with a little bit of news. San Diego Comic-Con, doodah, doodah, many announcements were made that didn't rhyme. rumours. It's weird Thing. that rumours came out of a con, really, yeah, but, know, right? but they did. Let's start, let's start with uh, the house... The house that Batman built. The house that Batman built. Yeah. Come at me, Superman. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Not not like that. Not like that. I'm not wearing any protection. Oh! Um, ben Affleck's not Batman anymore. Or is he? He is. He is uh-huh. Batman. But leading up to the DC Warners panel in Hall H on Saturday, there was a big uh, kerfuffle over the fact that Ben Affleck might be stepping down from the role of Batman. Um... Simply because he's not happy and the direction of the movie that originally was his and is now only partly his is all skew if and bloody bloody blah laddy laddy laddy. If I was Ben Affleck, Aye. I'd be rich Aye. and my dick would have been on screen Aye. and also I'd be really pissed off at Matt Reeves. And it's turkey time. Gobble gobble. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say this because he does... Watch watch interviews with Ben Affleck around the time they announced Batman v Superman, and then watch any interview set during or after the filming of Batman v Superman. The, the press, and then watch sort of any thing. interviews done in the last few months now that the Batman is in a form of pre-production. You watch a man getting the role of a childhood like dream, like he's, this is something he's wanted to play since forever. You see him realise, oh god, it's not worth it, this product is terrible, and holy shit, what am I doing? This is a clusterfuck. Do you please get me out? His eyes say, help me. Do you think that um Ben Affleck's life now is like a real life version of the monkey paw? <laughs> like Yeah, he got his contract for for the DCEU from Mr. Needful's shop. Like how, he's just how many It's how, a cursed item. How many fingers are left on the paw? Can he wish it back? Do, you, you, fix it all. Do you want this uh, you could play the role of Batman in a brand new cinematic universe? Oh my god, but every film will be shit! <laughs> is, his, <laughs> is his contract a form of lament configuration? <laughs> Is he going to get it right and Pinhead's going <laughs> to pop out? Like, <laughs> what's going on? We have such shite to show you. So much. <laughs> All I know is, I feel very sorry for Ben Affleck. Um, and the fact this was even brought up, and then he denied it, like in the Paul H panel they brought it up, I think they made like a joke about it, and he basically was like, no, I'm sticking around. Everyone went, woo, yeah, woo. <laughs> and it's like, but the fact you even had to say that is worrying already. Because it shows that you want to... I hope you have. Um, sorry, it says yeah. that you want to... <laughs> just because just then you'll have a tasty eye. My face is burning all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Baby. Um, 
Um, I've been eating chilli. The news is hot, that's why. Yeah, the news is so hot, it's burning my eyes out of my face. Oh, and your flesh is melting. What? Yeah. Bubbling and running. It, it's Flying Ant Day Part 2, so you probably just accidentally blinked one into your head. Oh, no. And it's laying its, its seed. Um, that's definitely a Twilight Zone episode. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that Batman isn't being recast in some way. I mean, how? Again, because... <laughs> Poor thing. Um, <laughs> you because Flash's first movie now finally has a plot that they are confident enough to announce. It's got a brand new script still being written. Um, even though the film is technically and it's like... It's so it, it's new, like, it's, it's like, not finished. It's in its like 20th month of pre-production. I don't think the Flash <laughs> is ever going to come out. But Matt, it has to because they've committed to Flashpoint. Um, that doesn't mean anything. Well, for those who don't know what Flashpoint is, give me a three-sentence summary of what the hell Flashpoint is, was, and should only have ever been. Barry Allen goes back in time to stop his mother from being murdered, changes the timeline, makes everything worse. There you go. It was a comic book story. It was the precedent. It was like the last big event. It was their Flash summer, lead yeah. into the New Fifty Two. It was their summer crossover in two thousand and eleven, which led directly into the New Fifty Two. And basically, the idea is that the Flash changed history, made everything worse, then changed everything yeah. back. But him changing everything back actually led to the New Fifty Two. So a bunch of shit was different, um, but similar, but different. Similar, <clears throat> but not the same. Also, everyone's too young and continuity doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Because DC... Batman's only been Batman for six years, and in that time has had four Robins... And, and the son. son with <laughs> yeah. Sally Al Ghul. Oh, God. But remember, no, 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 three Robins. Because Tim Drake wasn't Robin. Except when he was later. He was, Rob- he was, he was <laughs> oh, Red Robin. God. Who wasn't Robin, but he, he classes exactly it, like Robin. But he still has him like at family get-togethers, because apparently they know each other, even though he was never a Robin under his wing. I finally started reading um... Zero Year. It's not bad, is I, I, it? Is it's, I, I, not, it's its own thing. I've read the first volume. It's it's fine. It's it it's the the Red Hood story. Yeah, yeah. The, Rid, the Riddler stuff's where it like becomes really good. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see where that goes. So uh, I like how, I like how the Red Hood is so blatantly the Joker in their version. Oh yeah. Like yeah, they, yeah. they don't even and I, I mean it it does what I like where the Joker was always a nasty piece of work, and the chemical bath just sort of unlocks his madness a bit more. The makes chemical bath and Batman. Yeah. Well, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about zero year of the day. I suspect. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, back to so, Flashpoint. So, so Flashpoint is a universe-altering thing. Yeah. Season 3 of CW's The Flash adapted it into the last episode of Season 2 and then the first, the, the season premiere of Season 3. Flash, so Flashpoint was a mini-event in that show. End of yeah. Series 2, he goes back in time and saves his mum and then we don't see what happens. Series 3 opens say, with say... an episode where you're like, oh my god, Everything's different. I say they adapted it. They took the base concept. Yeah. They didn't. It, it was, it was use... an adaptation in the strictest sense of we adapted it into our own thing. They didn't use. It any... wasn't a retelling. They didn't actually use any of the things that were really interesting about the Flashpoint universe, like the Atlantis Themyscira War, like the uh, Thomas Wayne Martha the Thomas, Wayne, the Thomas Wayne Martha Wayne, set. which brings us back to the Batman um, recasting so in Flashpoint. Yes. In the shooting, <laughs> quiet. Yes, quiet. Um, in... now stay quiet. Um, if you can. <laughs> in Flashpoint, the shooting in Crime Alley with the Waynes goes down rather differently. 
Bruce is the one who was killed. Mm-hmm. Thomas and Martha Wayne survive. News just in! Breaking news! Small child shot in the face! The grief turns Martha just inside out psychologically. Mm. And it drives Thomas to begin a one-man war on crime. Thomas Wayne becomes a brutal, murderous Batman. And Martha Wayne snaps completely, slashes her face open, and becomes the Joker. So, softly, softly, nicely, nicely, alternate universe, alternate universe. Yeah. And Jeffrey it, It's a very typical, obvious, like, we're only doing this because it's a one-off story, and it's an amazing what-if, and blah, blah, blah. But people really zeroed in on that. And it, like that version of Batman has made a return the, in the a recent Batman... story... The Batman Night of Vengeance tie-in miniseries for Flashpoint was hands the best thing to come out of Flashpoint. Yeah, hands down. It, it was the full the full telling of that tale. It was it was a really everything. neat like Elseworlds esque Batman story. Yeah, um, isn't it? Isn't it? Doesn't it say a lot about DC that most of the stuff that is regarded as their highest thing to look back on or recommend is Elseworlds? What like the stuff, fact that they want that... to make a Red Sun movie? Ugh, don't get me started. I like Red Sun. But not a movie. But you don't need a Red Sun movie no. before you've actually had a proper Sun animated movie. movie. Go for it. Oh yeah, Absolutely. yeah, hands down. While they're doing Gotham by Gaslight, there's an animated movie. Yeah. Eh. And they're well, they're doing Death of Superman again. They're readapting Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman into two separate movies. Okay, but at the same time, Doomsday isn't very good. No, but you've done it. Like do something new or do an original story. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, Flashpoint is a big change in the timeline. Part of the novelty of Flashpoint, the appeal of it as an idea, is you get to see a fucked up, warped version of the universe you know and love. Mm-hmm. There's no Superman. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he, well, Superman exists, doesn't he? But he's tucked away in a red sun-like yeah, yeah. uh, chamber. He's, 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 been, he's been experimenting on by the government for years. There's no Hal Jordan Green Lantern. There's no Green Arrow. Um... The Wonder Woman and Aquaman are pretty damn Wonder Woman and Aquaman, like, Aquaman are at war and the, the war between Atlantis and Themyscira has engulfed most of Europe. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a crap sack world. But none of this matters unless you know the characters and the world yeah, they live in. Yeah, it only One works. One movie's not enough for you to give a shit yeah, about them. Because, because DC adapted it as an animated movie. Yeah. The Flashpoint Paradox. It's not very good. So, you know, that's... Uh, is what <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, so but, I, don't, I think it's an odd choice. Because it doesn't get to teach us more. We won't learn about Ezra Miller's Flash. It sounds like a lot of... I think we're going to learn about Ezra Miller's Flash. Style, but it sounds like a lot of style over substance. It's Batman v Superman again. Mm. It's This is your first story featuring Superman in the setting we know him in. Are as Clark even... Kent and Superman. It's the first time you're introducing Batman in this world. It's the first time you're introducing Wonder Woman in this world. And you've just done a big clusterfuck adaptation of big, important storylines mashed together in a blender. Have they even confirmed a director for The Flash? Uh, I don't know if they've got one again. I think it's in the air. I'm not sure. Um, oh, God. What a clusterfuck. Yeah. That's a good point, because yeah, everyone was saying it should be Chris, uh, Chris Lord and... Uh, uh, Phil Lord, Lord, Miller. And Lord Miller, yeah, Lord Miller, because obviously they're off Han Solo and they were originally attached to Flash. But I doubt their project would have been Flashpoint. In fact, that might be why. I wouldn't be surprised if that was why all these directors have left it because the yeah. studio would be going, "Oh, do Flashpoint! That book sold really well. Do Flashpoint." And it's like 
Or we could make a movie about The Flash and have a whole generation of kids get to know The Flash instead of a world where The Flash fucks up and everyone's a murdering psychopath. Oh my god, it fits in with Snyder's DCEU. Everyone's a murderous psychopath. That's oh my god, there is. That's why that's why it's Flashpoint. You've, you've that's why it's Flashpoint. The code. You've cracked it. But that might be where the recasting rumours for Batman came from, because Jeffrey Dean Morgan was Thomas Wayne in the opening of uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Um the, the, the Thomas Wayne. The Batman. prick tease. And uh, prick-tease. and who was who was Martha Wayne? Um the last whose name I can't remember. She's, something. she's in stuff. I can't remember yeah, what off yeah. the top of my head, but so basically they cast people who you were like, Really? They've cast them for just like 30 seconds of screen time. Yeah, like, seen, like no, we've seen done a million times. That's weird. Unless, of course, their plan was always Flashpoint, which would, explain, people... which would explain why Flash directors leapt off of it because they were like, No, I want to tell a Flash story. And they're like, No, we've got to do this because we've already contracted this, that, and the other. Yeah, I think that, that was the. Billy D. Williams, the... we promised him he could be Two Face again. That was the scoreboard. <laughs> oh, a slow, slightly dementia riddled Two Face. That was the scoreboard. <laughs> when Jeffrey D. Morgan was cast, everyone was like, Are they going to do. Are they going to get Flashpoint? Are we going to get flashbacks, even? Yeah. Just like flashbacks with Thomas Wayne? Eh. So, that's it for news on the DC camp over at Disney Marvel. Obviously, we learned a bunch of stuff last week with D23, but this week we learned specifically that the Punisher's Netflix series is coming to Netflix. Uh, it's, it's, it's this year. This year, yeah. which well, is we mental. Well, there was no confirmed date, I don't think. Oh, okay. it, was, it was a 2018-2019. Uh, we knew it was filming. But they've confirmed it. A nice little uh, trailer for the Netflix shows with Stan Lee giving narration was shown with a very brief shot at the end of it from Punisher. So it's like, here it is, motherfuckers, it's on the way. Um, <clears throat> we also had uh, at the Defenders panel, Jeff Loeb was hosting. Just a side note, I watched a load of the panels this weekend. Yeah. Jeff, I didn't watch Lo- any of Jeff Loeb isn't a very good host. Listening to Jeff Loeb be interviewed in a podcast, he's great. And reading his earlier works and some of his newer works, he's great. Jeff Loeb hosting isn't great. He's, he's just sort of all over the shop. Ha! <laughs> I can talk. But also, Chris, Chris Hardwick. Does anyone find him an appealing host? I, I don't listen to The Nerdist anymore because if it's not a good guest, then Chris Hardwick just turns it into... Look at me making jokes. Uh-huh. I'm funny. Just Chris Hardwick being not funny. He's not funny. He hosts the panels and he makes jokes that aren't funny. It's really weird. He's not funny or charismatic. Let's make enemies with someone vastly more successful than we are. We don't like Chris Hardwick. I'm putting my cards on the table. Oh God, he's done it. He's actually put a card on the table. Dicks it's three. Out. He's laid three cards on the table. One's a picture of Chris Hardwick. One's a picture of a crossbow. And the other is a picture of a weeping widow. Bit dark. Um, well, you know, the tarot never lies. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> It's the green, it's the green, it's the green you need. And when I look into your future, it's Keith David, I see. He was confirmed for Rick and Morty Series 3. Oh, I love Keith David. Keith David's in Rick and Morty Series 3, and I can't remember if it was confirmed, but people saying, is he reprising his role as the president? I hope so. And they said, maybe. Uh, Might also be playing other parts, which would make sense. What if he's playing Reverse Giraffe again? I love this man! (laughs) Um, (laughs) Please be Reverse Giraffe again. No, because reverse draft never existed, Matt. You've got to let them go. But they got a, they got a name for people like you where he comes from. I'm already comfortable with being called Nazi. Do you really think there's anything you could say? What about Sleepy Gary? What about Mr. Sneezy, the official vehicle of Mr. Sneezy 3D? We, we might... It's right, it's bright, it's sneezy, 
McDeluxe. Ah, oh, Mr. Sneezy, ah, Chew. We, we might see Chewbacca. God. That's out um, this weekend. Series 3 starts this weekend. Uh, I can't. I'm going to be very drunk this weekend, so it's going to be a very good opportunity. I don't know where it's being shown in the UK, so um, I'm going to be stressed trying to torrent it, probably. I'm going to find it, I'm going to hunt it down, and I'm going to sink my jagged, broken teeth into its jugular. Mm, no. I'm going to wait for the whole thing, and then I'm going to disconnect my jaw and envelop it in my maw. Oh, it'll turn it on right now. Yeah, what baby. the fuck we were talking about? We were talking, we were talking about, about Marvel news. Marvel, motherfucker. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. over at Marvel, yeah, um, uh, at the panel, Jeff Loeb said, uh, um, you'd be happy to know that... I'm writing we, Ultimates 4! We just... Oh, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm writing Ultimatum 2! Blob <laughs> nom nom boogaloo! <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, he said, uh, Char- we, 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 Charlie just made it to the... Oh, God. <laughs> Charlie... I mean, I, I'll be honest. If you did a if you did a one off special mm. issue, Blob eats the Ultimate Marvel Universe. I would buy it. Um, burn every copy. And then burn. Um, um, oh God! He said, "We Charlie only just arrived because he's just come off the set of Daredevil season three, and everyone went woo." Kristen has only just arrived because she's just come off the set of Jessica Jones season two, and everyone went woo. Mike Coulter is finishing up a few weeks off because in a few weeks he starts Luke Cage season two. And I we went, woo! And then they went, oh, I don't want to leave you out, Finn, because Finn Jones obviously sat there and you're like, oh, that's really sad. Like, they're just going to list those three shows and move on. Because no one likes your show. He said, we're happy to confirm that Iron Fist season two is going into pre-production next month. And he just went, oh! And it's quite joyous to watch. He just sort of looks so happy <laughs> to not be the left out ginger stepchild of the group in that moment. Because I was like, that's a bit unfair, Jeff, listing that the others are coming back when there's probably not going to be another Iron Fist. Oh, there is. And why is this slightly more hopeful news? Because... They're changing showrunner. They're changing motherfucking showrunner. From someone to someone. But hopefully someone with a bit of a better vision. I did read about it. Who thinks, oh, we've got a kung fu guy with a mystical power to channel energies into his fist. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make a kung fu show with villains, shall we? Instead Instead of a business show. Oh god! With occasional to allusions finish, to Kung Fu. I need to finish Iron Fist season two before Defender starts next month. Yeah. next month, by the way, Defender starts next month in like three I know. weeks. I know. Um, I need to finish so hard. season one of Iron Fist because, well, I just I started. I've got a mastermind that shit. You started back in like was it February when it came out? Yeah, and oh, was, I, I was I was deflated like a. Like a saggy balloon. And for the sheer sake of experimentation, I'm still not going to touch it. Yeah. Because I want us to go into the Defenders with one of us having watched Iron Fist and the other having um, not seen it. Raven Metzner is the showrunner for season two. Um, Scott Book has stepped down. Uh, Raven Metzner has stepped up. He's an exec producer on Sleepy Hollow. Ste- stepped down, probably kindly asked to move on, I imagine. Oh, Scott Book is also showrunning Marvels and Humans. Which we'll get to. Um, um, yes. <laughs> I'm only human. Oh, the last time Metzner worked on a Marvel property, the 2005 film Electra. Oh sh! <laughs> oh no! Oh, Iron Fist just can't catch a break. It's not good, Chris. Meanwhile, in the hardcore MCU... Are you all well, happy now because I took a shit on a, Ma- a DC <laughs> thing and now I'm taking a shit on a Marvel thing? Are you happy? 
There will be people. Um, actually, on the way, uh, season six of Agents of Shield because the seasons have been having subtitles. Oh Jesus! Season six has got Jesus its subtitles. Six already. Season six has got its subtitle. Would you like to hear what it is? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> would you like to hear what it is? No. Oh. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to hear what it is? Just tell me. Invasion. Hmm. Now that's interesting news considering the first bit of MCU news. Hmm. Captain Marvel. Some artwork was shown off at SDCC. Some concept art. Concept art. Um, showcasing uh, Captain Marvel in her costume. Looking pretty cool. Obviously, until we see the finished one, we don't know what the actual one's going to look like. But if it looks anything like that, it looks pretty badass. Looks, looks like Brie Larson. Um, yeah. It's interesting as well. It's like, obviously, they're not going to do, you know, Warbird and all that stuff and, and Ms. Marvel. They're not going to do all of those things. They shouldn't. The Warbird costume is not dated. Oh, no, no, no. But I mean, like, they're not going to, like, go, oh, she was this and then she was this and then she was this. Like, in this version, she's Captain Marvel. Like, oh, that's yeah. who she is. It'd, it'd be too much to cram in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plus they've got to hurry up and get to the, the next um, version of the Marvel Legacy when they inevitably launch a Ms. Marvel movie sometime in Phase 5. No, she'll be on Agent Shield. No, she better get a movie. <laughs> if she ever happens, she better get a movie. I'd love it. Her, oh my god, a Ms. Marvel and Tom Holland Spider-Man team up movie. Oh my god. No, screw that, screw that. Save it for seven, eight years down the line when Miles Tom Holland Morales. passes on. Miles Morales Miles and Ms. Morales Marvel. and Kamala Khan. That would be amazing. Yeah. I would watch yeah. the living shit yeah. out of that. And that's the perfect time to introduce a Sam Alexander Nova and just yeah. do a, here's a teenage superhero movie featuring three teenage superheroes. Not fussed about Ms. Marvel on over. You're going to freaking watch it because Spider-Man's in it. Come and watch it. Totally awesome Hulk. In fact, you just call it Ultimate Spider-Man because then it's sort of like the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon and it's like, here's a team of heroes. Like, do an Ultimate Spider-Man movie with those two characters and make that their launch pad. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, the concept art looks cool, but most notably people notice yeah. Nick Fury with two eyes. Which begs the question... That's a weird way of Fury. It was the Nintendo Wii version. Fury. Um... Not to be confused with furry, um, Nick furry, which is Sam Jackson in a fox outfit. Let's yeah. With a collar. Motherfucker. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I really want to see it. Have you seen the Hitman? Is it the Hitman's Bodyguard? <clears throat> oh, man. I've got a trailer for that in front of War of the Planet of the Apes. Nick Fury, Nick Fury and Deadpool in a slightly zany dark comedy movie. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, so... Uh, Nick Fury had two eyes and people were like why and they went this movie's set in the 90s and everyone went <gasps> what well then how's how's went, it going to tie into how's it going to tie into Avengers 4 because I think there'd already been talk of Brie Larson being in the second part of the Infinity War story unless of course that might be something to do with the story a lot of people speculating the time gem is going to be involved in Captain Marvel because in the footage of Infinity War that went out at D23 Thanos only had, like, two of the gems in the gauntlet. Yeah. And we haven't had the sixth gem yet, which I believe is the time gem. Um. Because the colours don't correspond with the colours of the comic book Yeah, I have, like, a multiple time gem. Is it? Mm. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Maybe, is it reality gem? Is it reality gem? No, that was the ether, wasn't it? The ether reality. Tits. What is it, then? Soul gem. No, that's vision. Ugh, point is, people thinking that the, one of the Infinity Stones, whichever one is left, or one of the others earlier in the story, will bring her forward, which means you have kind of a Captain America crossover sort of story here of, like, Space? we're the two people at a time. Could be. What was, um... Oh, alright, let's let's nerd this out. What's the Tesseract? Tesseract is the is the, the, the mind the mind gem. 
It's the mind because it takes over. It takes you over. It's the mind. It's the mind um, gem because it's about mind control. Like it power. The, the, no, oh no 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 no! No, I'm an idiot. Gem. Yeah, soul. Is it soul or is it or is it mind? Mind's one of them, right? They're both thing. Yeah. The Tesseract and the, and the staff turned out to be two separate ones, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So the Tesseract... Oh my god, what have we done? Alright, let's okay. go down this... Let's go down this rabbit hole. Because the soul gem seems to be what would power vision, but why would the soul gem control people's minds? Unless it doesn't, it corrupted their souls. Loki, like, touched their heart. So it's like, you know, more of a soul sort of thing. Okay, let's take... I'm going to take a guess before you bring the list right. up. Okay. Alright, alright. Vision slash Loki's staff is the soul gem. The Tesseract is the... Tesseract of the space. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it opened a wormhole into deep space. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, because that's what happened to the Red Skull. He got zapped into somewhere else by the Tesseract. Um, uh, <laughs> no. The ether is uh, the reality gem. Um, hang on, let me see if I get it. Let me see I think I've already got it wrong, but let's see. The Ether's reality. Run that by me again. Run that by me again. So. Right. Uh, Loki's staff slash vision is the soul gem. The mind gem is... No. Oh my god. No, just hit me with it. I'm, this is going to drive me nuts. And I know that I know that the one in Guardians is... That's got to be the power. That's the power. Like, yeah, that's the power yeah. gem. That's the power gem because it's basically just a force um... of nature. Tesseract mm. is the space gem. Yep, okay. Yep. Eth is the reality gem. Yep. Orb's the power gem. Yep. Loki sets is the mind gem. Okay. We haven't seen the soul gem yet. And we haven't seen the time gem. The time gem, gem is the Ivagamoto. Time gem, yeah, as I said, that'll be Ivagamoto because he changed, strange, manipulates time with it. I so what, so what's the missing I've... one then? Soul. Soul. Okay. I got nothing. So the point is. <laughs> Point is, Captain Marvel's story will somehow go forward, and the reason why people think that it's obviously got a cosmic bent is because the villains, or at least part of the villainous force in Captain Marvel, is those motherfucking scrolls. Motherfucking scrolls, motherfucking scrolls from outer space. Now, James Gunn confirmed on Twitter with uh, a couple of questions from fans. People were like, "Hang on, don't Fox own the scrolls as part of the Fantastic Four package? That's why you you wanted to. Uh, they were in Joss Whedon's original Avengers script. They were mm-hmm. going to be the alien force Loki teamed up with." Instead, they changed it to the Chitauri, which was the Ultimate Universe's soft scroll reboot until they actually did some <laughs> scroll stuff. It was like, okay, soft, soft scroll. Mm. The soft scroll shuffle. James Gunn confirmed that the scrolls are joint ownership of Disney, Marvel Studios, and Fox. Um, Fox own specific scrolls. So I'm assuming. Pybot, um, Super Scrolls. Yeah. Um, Basically, named ones. Possibly not the Scroll Queen. She's a secret invasion. Thing. Yeah. yeah, which makes me think Shield season six, like it, because Shield has already preempted Inhumans and it's preempted Guardians of the Galaxy with the Kree. I think season six of Shield is going to be the one that preempts Captain Marvel, and we're going to see some scroll action. Giggity giggity goo. Um, the shapeshifters that could be kind of hot. It could. Giggity 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 goo. Oh yeah, just rub that big green jaggedy chin against oh, me. I love the green chin because the concept art for Captain Marvel is. Full on big green ridgy chin. Yeah, like scrolls. they've got they've got like golden armor and stuff on them and everything. But there's a big old scrolls from outer space. Oh god, yeah, Fantastic Four number two. And finally, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp release date next year. Ant Man sequel, slap bang after uh, Infinity War, isn't it? Infinity War is the first. Yeah, Black yeah. Panther's the first one we get next year. Then Infinity War. Then Ant Man and the Wasp. So huzzah! Ant Man and the Wasp's the end of the year. Book ending one. Now. Motherfucker, 
Let's move on to them goddamn sweet ass trailers. Well, it's funny you should mention oh? the next Marvel movie we're getting. Oh, because um, that's the first trailer we got. Thor. Ah. Ragnarok and motherfucking roll. Ah. Um. So we saw. Sorry. Have you quite finished? No. I'll just, I'll just do it from the waist down. From this point on. Yes, please. Um, so, we've now seen quite a bit of Ragnarok with this new trailer. <laughs> we have seen... <laughs> it looks like... <laughs> Hela, the god of death, goddess of death, has some actual personality. God damn yes. Sorry, um, what, 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 hang on. You're listening, you're listening. Hardcore DC fans who get annoyed about Marvel praise. Here we go, you ready? You ready? What, a good Marvel villain? Unlike some... Pre- oh! That wasn't sarcastic. They do genuinely seem to have a bit of a problem utilising their villains. It's because they have a bigger focus on the heroes. Uh, some would say that means that they're building a bigger world around them, but as the sequels have proved, they uh, still don't really bring the villains to the forefront. Loki in Avengers is the only villain who's sort of really broken out in the movie universe. Unlike previous Marvel villains... The TV universe has done quite well so far, specifically with Fisk and... Uh, and uh, Hela seems to have a bit of... Kilgrave in Jessica Jones... Zest, shall uh, we say. Uh, Matt's talking about lemons. We'll, uh, um, we'll get back to this later. Show me. And I think bringing Taika Waititi onto the project Sorry, definitely... Who? Taika Waititi um, has definitely helped imbue some... Imbue, 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 imbue. Character into proceedings. Yeah. Um, We've got some Hulk speak. Yes, we Some do. proper Hulk speak. They confirmed at the panel, Mark Ruffalo is one of those people who doesn't quite understand how spoilers work, so he gave away probably a little bit more than they were hoping. Which is basically, since we've last seen Banner, he's been the Hulk. Like, as he went off at the end of Age of Ultron, he's been the Hulk. He hasn't been Banner that whole time. How did he get into Warbiters? The how Hulk, did he get, well, how, how I, did guess, he I guess we'll find as, out. As the Hulk. I guess we'll find out. But... He's been... I love the fact they've found... Everyone's like, when are we going to play a Hulk movie? It's here, motherfuckers. Yeah. We're and not just Hulk. not just in a, oh, look, it's Hulk in a gladiatorial arena. Like, we're talking side characters from Planet Hulk are in this movie. Yeah, Taika Waititi is Korg. He is. And he's voicing him like a Polynesian bouncer. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot wait to see this. He's brought in a lot of Polynesian and New Zealand influences and more Australian actors. And there's only like a few American and British actors in this movie. Which is nice because it means we're just going to hear a different around range of voices, and 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 also we're going to meet a lot of cast members who you don't normally see in these sort of films, yeah, which is yeah. freaking great. Um, but yeah, he so, so it's a Planet Hulk movie. The Hulk has been the Hulk the entire time. It's been nearly two years, and the Hulk has existed as the Hulk in total, in terms of every time he's transformed, for about two years now. The Hulk has been around for about two years worth of time. And because of that, his vocabulary has evolved a bit. As a two-year-old, when you get to the age of two, you're obviously starting to say words and phrases. So that's why he sounds a bit babyish, a bit like me, Hulk, you Tarzan. Which the Hulk traditionally used to sort of sound like sometimes, based on who was writing him. But it's so weird, isn't it, to Matt, hear it? Matt Ruffalo's doing this sort of breathless thing, <clears> where he yeah. just can't quite settle down enough to... Make a full, full sentence. Like he's, he's sort of thinking yeah. about it, but not struggling. It's more a case of like, now how do I say this next word? There it is. Yeah. And this word. But also kind of like that sense that you got in <laughs> Avengers, where you can't, you can't quite settle down. Yeah. He's he's always sort of moving, and peace isn't something he's yeah. used to. 
He's enjoying it, but it's not his thing. No. Um, he's, even, he's even got his juju beads <laughs> from uh, Ultimate Hulk vs. Wolverine. Um, oh, God. Uh, so that's cool. And I like the idea that um, they're, they're weird mini rival. Basically, their first fight in Avengers yeah. has informed their entire relationship going yeah. forward. We didn't see much of it in Age of Ultron, but in this film... It's obviously still that thing of like, who won? <laughs> well, I won, obviously. Easily. That doesn't, doesn't sound very likely. <laughs> like no, that's true, so uh, we can see it happens. Um, Loki, according to Hiddleston at the panel, has been the ruler of Asgard. And doesn't look like it's going so well for him. He may or may not have been um, uncovered or kicked out by Hela. So I wonder if the movie we're going to see will begin with Loki in the thr- on the throne still as Odin. Yeah, this movie shows this trailer looks like it shows quite a lot of the movie, but as with Guardians, the trailers for Guardians Volume Two, I'm not sure what order any of this takes place in. So <clears> I'm yeah. not sure how much they're actually. You get, get the gist. Something's happened with Thor, and whatever's gone on with him and Hela, he's ended up in um, you know on Sakaar and everything, yeah. and then from there. Oh my god, can we just take a moment to appreciate that this movie is essentially like, again, it's doing what these Marvel movies do quite well, and it's pairing heroes up together. Yeah. So we've got Thor and Hulk, but by the end of it, it looks like we've got a team comprised of Thor, Hulk, Loki, and Valkyrie. I'm so down. Valkyrie's costume is amazing. Obviously, when we first meet her by the look of it, she's in that sort of the black muted colours yeah, one. Yeah. And it's a bit, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's not really, you know, you're not going to see a bunch of kids buying that action Well, she's also a car, isn't she? So. Yeah. But then she's in like a white and gold armour plated bodysuit. Yeah, because she's the fucking Valkyrie. Hey, Valkyrie, motherfucker. She's riding the Pegasus. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <gasps> that shot. And just Kate Blanchett carrying off the massive bloody headpiece. Carl Urban with a shaved head. I didn't realise it was him. Look. I didn't even realise it was him. Carl Urban with a shaved head and two M16s. <laughs> of course. Friday night for you. Oh, God. And Jeff Goldblum, just Jeff Goldblum in the oh, shit Jeff out of Goldblum it. Jeff Goldblum is just achieving Did you see the statue Goldblum. of the statue of, of the Grandmaster in the trailer briefly? There's a bunch of guys carrying this like big carbon effigy to him. It looks like it's made out of purple Crayola. But it's it's so like it's chiselled and square jaw, but it's still clearly him. So good, and they've confirmed as well at uh, the panel that yes, he is the brother of the collector, which was actually confirmed. Uh, much, like they've confirmed that it's a thing and that it might be referenced in the movie. Yeah, and both of them are as old as the known universe. Um, but they sort of have their own little niches. The collector obviously likes to just gather things yeah. and everything, whereas uh, the grandmaster is more about like putting on a show. And, and being the ruler of his own little... Like, he doesn't want to rule the galaxy. He's happy just ruling a planet. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is such a wonderfully non-modest, modest thing to say about the character. He doesn't want to rule the galaxy. He's happy just ruling over this batch of people and making them beat each other up. Oh, I've got a planet. Could you pass me a tot of booze, please? Sir? No. By which I mean, yes. Uh, ah. They confirmed their relationship a few weeks ago, though, in the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout ride at Disneyland California Adventure. Oh, yeah. Because there was a portrait of the two of them playing chess. Grandmaster is clearly losing and has smacked the pieces off of the table. So they've confirmed already that they exist. Plus, that the Mission Breakout like building from, from DCA is in the back of, uh, you know, the... There's a shot of him at the window of the yes. first trailer. One of them is the Mission Breakout building. Yes. So the collector has a building on Sakaar. Um, which I'm is like, it. oh my god, they've made the Disney ride canon. What the hell? Uh, well, so it's not know. canon. James Gunn has confirmed that all the Disney rides using the DCAU stuff that are going to be appearing now are in the DC, uh, TPU. Uh, sorry, not DC, what am I talking about? <laughs> the, uh, the M, the MC, no, the MTPU. The Marvel oh, theme park God, universe. Cross-eyed. They look like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They use the elements and the actors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
but they're their own thing. And the reason why they're saying that is so you don't have to overthink about it. It's just turn your brain off and go and ride a ride that looks like that movie what, you like. like you made yourself cross-eyed thinking about X-Men continuity before we started this podcast. Oh, don't get me started. We'll get to that. So, um, Thor Ragnarok looks freaking amazing. And to me, out of like the big trailers, like, you know, the, the films and everything, Thor Ragnarok was the best trailer of SDCC for me personally. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be started strong. It just looks sweet. It looks so damn sweet. Um... And especially that last shot of Hulk, like, leaping onto Surtur's face. Hmm. As you do. As you do. As you do. Um, talking about leaping around everywhere. On faces? Justice League. Yeah. Kind of sad, but it is. <sighs> I do- I'm I talking about, it's a fun it. film. I... I don't dislike the trailer. But I'm not excited for it like I am for Ragnarok. I have to be careful because the last time I publicly talked about a Justice League trailer I became a Twitter moment and was uh, harassed by... Uh, how do I put this? Fucking morons. <laughs> um, That's how you put that. It. Oh, this trailer's tonally deaf. It's funny. Yeah. It's yeah. dark. It's family-friendly action-adventure. It's Zack Snyder Brohead Meat Fest. It's funny again. Mm. It's funny again. Mm, is it? It doesn't look funny though, but it, it's mm. trying to be. Oh, that gag worked. Oh my god, Cyborg did something cool. Oh, and now here's a weird little post-trailer, post-trailer scene that is clearly Superman. Um, if that's not Superman, it's Martian Manhunter. It's not much about it. Won't be. It won't be. It's, it's be. Superman. Yeah. It's definitely with a, a moustache. Um, everyone was like, "Come back with long hair and a beard." Nope, just a moustache, but the CGI over it. Oh yeah. So they should have Caesar Romero'd it. So so Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry Cavill gosh. is finishing up filming Mission Impossible Six. I think it is. Uh no, I think he's due to start filming Mission Impossible. Or 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 it's beginning. Either way, there's some clash between Mission Impossible Six yeah. and Justice League uh, extensive Justice reshoots. Yeah. So he's got a moustache for for Mission Impossible Six that he can't shave off. Yeah. Yet. And the reshoots are so extensive on Justice League that he's in a lot of the reshoots, and they they have an entire part of their visual effects team, probably two or three people, two or three people who like went through like you know animation school. I... They've made their own films. Like, I to my probably watched Disney movies when they were a kid. It was like, I want to do that. This, this is, is all stories and moving pictures. Alleged. That's a tiny burp. So, um, what did that signify? All I'm saying is, why aren't they doing a full Caesar Romero? Just paint over that sucker with what? Like flesh paint? Yeah. Like latex? Yeah. And have everyone go. Has he got a moustache? That's distracting. And I, just leave it at that. Because we're all going to be distracted anyway going, oh, do you think that was a scene where he had a moustache? <laughs> His lip moved a bit funny. His teeth disappeared. We'll get to that trailer in I, a minute. I want to watch <laughs> I want to watch Fantastic Four 2015. So I can play the is this a reshoot, is this original game Based by on Kate, Kate Morris hair. hair. That's a wig. That's hair. That's a wig. That's hair. That's a wig. Over there! It's a wig. This is... This is... This is boring. What's wrong with her hair? <laughs> um, I clapped when I saw it! Oh, God. They... 
they played to the crowd because the first hero you see in full shot being uh, uh, being a badass and kicking butt is Wonder Woman. She is being a badass as well. I'm not excited to see her again. I loved Wonder Woman, but this is the Wonder Woman that we saw in Batman v Superman. Mm. Same director, like same writer, that tone. I I hope we get some cool Wonder Woman stuff in this movie. I'm not prepared for it though. I'm, I'm not. Ex- I'm not expecting it to be good. I'm Wonder never Woman stuff. prepared for Wonder Woman. Flash she always looks. takes me by surprise that she's she's just so wondrous, woman. You sit down on the toilet and you suddenly feel a dagger in your back. Ah! What are you doing there, Diana? I am Diana of Themyscira, and this is my U-bend. <laughs> oh, God, no! The magical U-bend of... Antioch. Artemis. I don't know. <laughs> I'm playing God of War. Artemis is a god. That'll do. <laughs> Shut up. The magical you bend of Kratos. Fuck shit up. Kratos <laughs> fuck shit up. Come watch it. Watch your. Watch your adventures backlog. Watch your adventures backlog. Please. The, ball, the, the bull's big balls. It's big just ball hilarious ball. that he's smashing stuff up and slicing things and being brutal in his in his in his attacks. And then he's suddenly going between these giant flaming boulders in a way that is so un Kratos like. It's hilarious. It's not. It's yeah. Um, Again, but, he's got tonal issues, but we'll get. We'll, speaking of tonal issues, oh hey, Flash! I hope Ezra Miller's being paid well for being fucked around so much. Oh man, if I was Ezra Miller, I'd be rich. But um, <laughs> if I was Ezra Miller, I'd be getting all the penis. Uh, <laughs> Why? He's gay. He isn't after the pussy. There you oh, go. okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. He'd probably be getting all the pussy too, but he'd be politely turning it away. I know Ezra Miller. <laughs> He's very happy. Um, it's almost as if, in 2017, <laughs> your sexuality as a performer doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. What? Jesus. Okay, alright. Uh, um, but, um, but yeah, he Ezra Miller gets some funny moments in the trailer, but he also gets some moments where it's a bit like, uh, okay, it wasn't that... This Other is that this funny. is false. But that's the edit of the trailer, I suppose. Like maybe the movie would be different. I mean, it the, won't. the whole like <laughs> Batman disappears, and mm. then someone's like, "Oh, he disappeared. That's weird. That's that's a well-worn gag." Yeah, which has been but done it, a gag that's not established in the DCEU. Yeah, it isn't a thing in the DCEU. You have to have previous knowledge of other Batman we, franchises. We've never seen that Gordon Batman. Yeah. interaction before it's the first time I... but maybe it's out of context they're expecting you to know a whole lot going in and it's really odd um what else well, Aqu- at, Aquaman at same, see, at the same again time, though, equal parts funny but also at the same time I Bruh. actually quite respect like, that DC that DC expects you to know these things going in because Batman yeah. is such a huge part of pop culture mm. that I think that similar to like with the with the origin story, you don't need to retell the Batman origin story. I, I agree, even though they did. Um, I agree. To, I agree to a point. It's such a big part of pop culture that you don't need to explain that to people. People just know what it is. I agree to a point, but like the Spider-Man origin story in Homecoming. Yeah, but even if you didn't know his origin story, you get hints in Homecoming of what happened. You get little hints. Yeah, but also <clears> like they, they expect you by osmosis to know about these characters, which makes sense when it's like their third, fourth, fifth iteration. Absolutely, but. In a few years, I would argue that when those films, these DCU mm. movies, have stopped or like they're on f- the third wave of them, whatever, on its own in its own context, that won't make sense because you won't have ever seen him do it before. I would argue though that the Burton Schumacher movies and particularly the Nolan movies, yeah, oh God, are, yeah. are 
ubiquitous enough in the cultural pantheon for things like the oh I turned that around a, and Batman's gone already that was a big sentence for a man who let me burp on his finger a minute ago well you know <laughs> I have varied interests um <laughs> Uh, oh, it's, it's, such, it's such a ubiquitous part of, of, of pop culture that yeah. I would expect people who were interested in these movies to know that that whole that that is a trope of, of Gordon turning around and Batman's gone without announcing it. And, Speaking you know. of that, though, this trailer and the voiceover also relies on the public to be thinking about Superman as we've known him in previous iterations. Yeah, that's weird. Like, he stood for hope and potential, and it's like... Not in these movies, No, in the two movies you made with him, he was a destructive wrecking ball that everyone hated. I came in like a wrecking ball! They CGI'd over my moustache! They should have just used flesh paint! Flesh paint. Or stuck a fake beard! Oh, to me! Skin flesh. We know how he looks. Because merchandise maketh the spoilers. Once again, Hot Toys Collectibles debuted their Justice Does League line. he have a mullet? No. He looks like Fox. he looks like Man of Steel slash Batman v Superman Superman, but you ready for this? You ready for this? You ready yeah, for this? Yeah. You ready for this? I'm ready. Lighter blue and brighter red. What? Yeah. I'm looking this shit around now because I don't yeah. believe it. Hot Toys, Justice League, SDCC, your mam. Search those exact words. Justice League... Hot Toys, yeah. SDCC, 2017, your mam. Don't search your mam. It'll just lead you astray. Your men. <laughs> oh, you have as well. Yemen. 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 Salmon fishing in the oh, Yemen. Oh, God, this is a YouTube video. I don't like this. God, that's loud. That's louder than oh, I see him. the sun. I see him. He's bright. Look oh, at him. a tactical suit for Batman. He looks bright. Look at that. That is, that is eight Hot Toys figures. Um, that Flash costume is ugly as It's sick. horrible, isn't it? That is an ugly fucking costume. That is a table worth about four grand. <laughs> it's too busy, man. It's way too busy. That one one's nice. One one's okay. I like the fact that it's not that different from a previous costume. That's a really good face sculpt as well. She's got Barbie hair. A lot of people are going to complain about that because Hot Toys tend to go for sculpted hair. Yeah. Because it's easier to maintain and display with. Plus in America, if you're in a hot room, the Barbie hair can go all freaky. I think it looks good. I think that looks good. Good looking costume, right? But it's also just like I saw Dan Slot. Dan Slot on guys. Dan Slot on Twitter said, um, "Friend of the show, Dan Slot. Friend of the show, Dan <laughs> uh, your friend, your friend, my friend, our barnyard pal, Dan Slot." <laughs> Did we give me his Dan uh, Said, um, <laughs> "Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Pongo! I'm about uh, to feed him! <laughs> oh, we'll send him the remains." Um, <laughs> Uh, that's dark. <laughs> Dad Slot tweeted out if they're spending a lot of time and money to CGI moustache on him can't they just spend an extra five minutes a day giving him um, un- uh, red underoos as well we wish I love I love red underoos Superman why am I still watching this fucking video why are you um, declaring it, your love for a man's crotch wear I love red underoos Superman because it goes it's, uh, it's the strongman outfit and it separates yeah. the colours it separates it gives the, him, yeah. he's just he, if he's all blue he finds his shape if he's all blue he's too blue why am I blue can we stop talking about Justice League now? Yes, we can. can. talk about something else. Uh, oh, Cyborg does something kind of interesting. And that's... Which is the first it. time anyone's oh. ever said that about Cyborg. And Alfred references the Penguin, <laughs> and it's completely hard to believe This version of Batman has universe. never had in this universe a deal with wind-up exploding penguins. Like, I refuse to believe... 
that the bat the bat that Batfleck has got up against that kind of um, that that kind of gadgetry and whimsy. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even the Riddler's just a graffiti artist based on BVS. So. Oh God. <laughs> I watched Suicide Squad again the other day. Suicide Squad. Because I, I had to show I had to show my girlfriend the horror. Oh God. I'm a parent actually. My dad likes bad movies, so I've forced him to sit through Suicide Squad to cure movies. But it's not even it's not even good bad that it's good kind of bad movies. It's fucking terrible. It's just a mess. But we're not gonna talk we're not gonna get to Suicide Squad here again. Um we're gonna get I'm not gonna hurt you. Speaking of visual I'm just gonna make you wish you hadn't wasted two and a half hours. Speaking of visual messes Uh yes. Ready player one. Yeah. It's a bit busy, isn't it? I think we're on that weird little hmm. Fence. Because I've never, I've never read Ready Player One. I've got a copy of it that's been sitting on my bookshelf for about four years, and I've it's never under it. It's been, cro- it's been propping up the dodgy leg on the yeah. on the unit. Yeah. And the cover is what you see the first part of the trailer with, like the fucking towers of uh, caravans. Yeah, which is a great visual. It's a, great, it's a really good visual. Mm. Very District uh, Nine. Well, not District Nine. Chappy. More Chappy. The idea of a futuristic trailer park, which is literally trailers stacked on top of each other, mm. because you can't build out anymore. You have to build up. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, the main criticism I've heard of, of Ernest Klein's writing, both in Ready Player One and Armada, um, is that he relies very heavily on nostalgia. Mm. Over storytelling and pop culture references. <clears throat> I think they've lent into that really heavily in this trailer, which is so strange because it's a Spielberg movie and he yeah. usually finds the human in the blockbuster. And I, but beyond that, I they get it's a teaser trailer. It's, it's a debut yeah, teaser trailer, so it is there to make you go, "Oh, that's a lot of things." In the trailer alone, I spotted a light cycle, yeah, a bike uh, from Akira, yeah, um, Freddy Krueger. The DeLorean, and you can't freaking miss it, the Iron Giant. Harley Quinn and Deathstroke walk Super past him as soon as, as soon as he goes into the app. Really? Yeah. I didn't spot that. Holy shit. It's two swords. Harley Quinn, though? Yeah. Like, full-on comic book uh, costumes. It's, not, it's like Arkham-style Harley Quinn. Oh. Uh, uh, no. It's, it's not No. Harley no. Quinn, Quinn. No. No. Um, no. 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 Ow, sorry, I just became Nick Nolte um, for a second there. <laughs> you became the absorbing man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't just chew the scene. Go watch Ang Lee's Hulk and then... No, don't. Um, don't, listen to him. Uh, there's not much more I can say about Ready Player One than that, really. It, it's it a looks, lot of stuff. It looks visually arresting. It might, be, it might even be visually exhausting, depending on... Mm. Well, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'll try and read I the book. I just want to know if the Iron Giant is voiced by Vin Diesel. Um, I would hope so. Considering it looks literally like the Brad Bird animated character is in CGI, yeah, he better be voiced by Vin Diesel, and he better just say Superman and then die. Well, it's all Warner Brothers, so this film will make you weep. Yes, yeah. um, that's I can't really say anything more about Ready Player One. Yeah, I'm not about it. Uh, we're not ready. Player One. I will try and read it. Uh, before the movie comes out. You better. Also, help you, God, um, I will remove your knees. This one was a surprise. What? The removal of the knees? The Lego Ninjago movie. Yes, boy! There is one moment in that trailer. I'm not going to spoil mm. it. Oh, I think we should talk go about it. Yeah, I think we should talk about it. We're going to talk around it. Go and watch the trailer and you'll know the moment I mean. Yeah. But there is one moment in that trailer which <laughs> sort of 
implies that this movie is still taking place in the... In, in, spoilers in, from the Lego movie. Spoilers for, for a three-year-old family film. Um, it's still taking place in the basement... From the Lego, from the Lego movie. movie with the family. There's a moment Which, in the trailer that implies that's still the case. Oh god! Well, yeah, because uh, Lego Batman implies that as yeah. well. How the table, like their their world, the Gotham City is built on like a, a bridge-like structure, and it could fall apart and crack at any moment. And, and it smells and it like sh- socks. Smells like dirty socks. And you see briefly footage of what's underneath them, and it's footage of Emmett's yeah. the portal. Emmett falls down. So these mo- the Le- Lego films are building a cinematic universe without relying on needing to be a cinematic universe. They're just going, yeah, these films all take place on this table in a I, basement I know nothing about Ninjago yeah it's, the, it's, it's, a, it's a very popular Lego property it's like, it's like the Bionicle yeah. of now like we, we had Bionicle uh, well, it was sort of toward the end of us being kids was Bionicle came along but it was that kind of yeah, thing yeah. of Lego having a brand with stories yeah. being told based on that brand Ninjago's been that uh, I know nothing about Ninjago the voice cast this is, is a separate solid. continuity as well this is the second Ninjago continuity yeah because it's a Ninjago series isn't it yeah um, I think it's on Netflix actually um <laughs> Oh and, God! But <laughs> everything's got universes. There is a moment in that trailer, and as soon as that moment happened, and when you watch the trailer, you'll know exactly what moment I mean. That's just that moment happened. I was like, I'm, I'm seeing. I've got to see this movie now. Mm. I have to see this movie now. Yeah. I don't. I don't know anything about Ninjago. I have. I have no connection to it. I. I have no particular investment in the voice cast or the characters. But as soon as that happened, I'm like, I'm, I've got to see this movie. I have to see it. I have to see it now. You've got to see. Um, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a clue for comedy fans as to what it could be. Yeah, think the goodies most notorious episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What happens is one of the minifigures turns out to be Bill Oddie. Bill Oddie has been hiding inside the Lego City <laughs> with his little binoculars, looking for a great tit. Over here, we found a. Great tit. Great tit. Uh, but yeah, there the, was... Joke, it was like. hilarious. I watched you watch that trailer for the first time. You were sort of like... Eh, and then that moment happened and you just creased up with laughter. Like, up until then, it's like... it's like This is like a fairly solid family movie. Like, yeah. this is this is like... Like a like, Batman and Lego movie, but doesn't quite have the punch that those two did. Yeah, this is like Despicable Me, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs sort of level. Like, anima- fun animation that I can quite happily... I've watched Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs more times than I care to admit. <laughs> I like that movie quite a bit. Um, <laughs> that rhymed. Um, um, and I... But then this moment happens and I'm like, well, they just stepped up their motherfucking game. I guess I have to see that now. Uh, so yeah. The end of the trailer's got a really nice button on it as well. It's like the main character's arm's not on anymore and he's saying to the villain, like, just tell me, what's the damage? Like, what is it? He's like, oh god. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is it? It's like a 7 point arm ripped off and that's the end of the trailer it's it's pretty good it's yeah I I am more them. excited for the Lego these, Ninjago these, movie than I thought I was going these to these Lego be. movies have been consistent surprisingly consistent mm. so far I say after we've had two of them. like the Lego like, like the majority of the Lego games. games they're very well scripted and they they have a tone that is that they own and but like the Lego to. games it's going to be interesting to see how long they can continue in that vein before it becomes stale I think don't oversaturate one every two years would be perfect That'd be a perfect way to do it. Because it feels like there's a Lego game coming out every other week at the moment. Yeah, I've got the rest. Um, and, th- and this is the second Lego movie this year as well, because Ninjago's coming out this year. Oh. Yeah. But bookend in the year, to be fair. Lego Batman was February. This will be, like, October, so... And we can't get two Lego movies every year, like... Nah. Well, maybe we can. Depends on how Warner Brothers handle it. Uh, what's next on the list? You um, handsome swine with a, a burst cyst. 
I was... You don't have a burst cyst. I'm not breaking any horrible medical news to you. I just, it rhymed. I know, I might. I've been feeling a bit bubbly in the gut area recently. Um, what is next, you handsome man with a digestional tract filled with flan? Um, speaking of my digestive tract, it's Kingsman, the Golden Circle. I have no idea how that segue works. That's what I call my anus. Now, fun- <laughs> funnily enough, um, <laughs> we have with us now, live via satellite, a, a big fan of Kingsman, the Secret Service. Big fan. The, uh, the first movie in the, uh, the series based on the Mark Miller book. Mark uh, Miller's fan. Yes. No, well, no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're a Mark Millar a fan, but they're certainly a fan of the Kingsman. Um, we cross live now to... Uh, what do you want to be called? Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> uh, have you just kept say a few words? How excited are you for Kingsman the Golden Circle? Very excited. What are you most excited about seeing? The Kingsman. That is the... What? <laughs> no, the American... Well, the, the statesman. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they call the statesman? Yeah, That's good, right? Really clever, it's yeah. good, right? Um, what are you most looking forward? Like, who are you most looking forward to seeing again? Oh, I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> the main, the main guy. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, our Kingsman expert. Um, Exit. I'm, I'm thinking Foggy. Exit. No, Exit. That's it. Foggy. Sorry. Foggy's your favourite on Netflix. Oh yeah, because um, he was fantastic. Taron Egerton. I, I, I really like. I really liked him. Are you excited to see Mark Strong again? I love Mark Strong. But Mark Strong. But Mark Strong, yeah. But Mark Strong. Mark Strong and his <laughs> lovely bald head. Are you excited yeah. to see Mark Strong again? Yes. Are you excited to see Jeff Bridges playing Jeff Bridges without facial hair? Yeah. Weird, right? It's going to be weird. Strange. Channing yeah. Tatum? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Julianne Moore? Too in the, in the about that one. Yeah, you were a little bit. <clears throat> um, ow. 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 That's all I'm saying. Julianne Moore? Much less sexy than it is. Yeah, it'll be... Shut up. It'll be interesting to see uh, the bad guy. It's interesting you've not brought up the character I think you're actually the most excited to see based on what you liked about the first film. How does Harry come back, Lucy? Tell us. How does he come back? How is he alive? How the fuck is Harry alive? Maybe he never went away. He was shot point blank in the face! He's just too attractive to die. <laughs> oh, if only that was if only that were true, I'd be immortal. The, the you only, are immortal. <laughs> You've lived seven centuries. The thing that I'm not looking forward to is Halle Berry. I Why? Don't, I don't like Halle Berry in general. And she just looks. Do like... you know what happens to a Halle Berry hater who is struck by lightning? <laughs> oh dear! That's just not it croaks. <laughs> that would have oh. been a better joke. That so should have been the joke, right? Joke. I feel like it at wasn't some point, even a joke. at some point, that was the joke, and then they just completely fucked it up. I think hey, I forgot the that movie time. contained a Phantom Menace reference, just cause. Oh. I, I don't, I don't think X Men was aiming to be a funny movie. Um, she just looks like, apart from Prue you're a dick. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I think she just looks like. That's oh, let's make um, a lady nerd. That's just what she You're saying ladies can't be nerds? No. Get out of here, you fake geek girl. Shut up. You know, (laughs) just like, I'm very tired, so I have no patience whatsoever. Um, Nah, that's what I'm like literally every podcast. And I have to work with this clown. (sighs) You have a lot of patience. (laughs) This fucking clown. This clown car over here. Oh god, I didn't mean to press that button! Oh my god, that's the best description of me I've ever heard! <laughs> team, this, 
this fucking clown car over here. It's a good to be cute. No, it's not. Clown car. God. What are we doing? We've oh. been talking for an hour and we talked about three trailers. Well, Is that all you've talked well, thank about? You, thank yes. you. What the hell have you been doing? Drinking. Well, thank you uh, for your Kingsman input. We've got uh, when, so many emails. When, when can we see the Secret Service <laughs> sequel we, we Golden have Circle? To get through these trailers. I don't know, at some point. Cool, thank you. Uh, Fox, <laughs> will, Fox will send you things. Right, <laughs> quick fire. past ten on a Tuesday night. Quick fire. <laughs> Let's do this. Next trailer, quick fire. Go, 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 go. What's I can't, I'm coughing now, I'm dying. Oh, well, we'll have to come back next week <laughs> for part two. Pacific Rim Uprising has a viral video. It's not really a trailer. It's a bunch of Jaegers. It tells you nothing about the movie. But kind of cool. We've got the voice of... Um, what's it called again? Uprising. Pacific Rim Uprising. We've got um, the voice of uh, GLaDOS back again, doing some computer voices. What is there to say about Pacific Rim Uprising? Um, nothing, because we don't know anything about it. Yeah. Let's move on to the next Pacific Rim Uprising, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA the Avengers Assemble of... Um, What's it? Pacific Rim Uprising is the post-credit scene of Iron Man of the giant monster movie world. Allegedly, that's why I don't. I think that's why we don't know much about it. I think it's because that when the trailer drops, it's going to be, oh shit, that's Skull Island, or oh shit, that's Godzilla. Do you know what I mean? I think they're waiting for that. Um, we'll see. What's next? Bright, the Netflix movie. Yeah. Ugh. That's David my Aaron, response. David Aaron directed from a story, although it sounds like just from this. It, it was it was the barest germ of an idea. It from was a Max script Landis. written by Max Landis yeah. that was bought by Netflix, and then David Ayer rewrote it. This happens a lot. Yeah, not with David Ayer specifically. Max Landis's scripts get, get bought, rewritten into something worse, and then made into a bad movie, and mm. then he gets a lot of shit for it. Yeah, I don't like Max Landis that much. Like as a person, he seems like kind of a dick. For the sake for the sake of balance, I do like him. He seems like a dick. Yeah, he seems like a dick. So... I, li- I like him. He seems like a dick. Yeah. Matt's like, I don't like him that much. He seems like a dick. But um, I also actually really like him. Yeah, well, he's creative, creative as fuck. Um, like, he comes up with some amazing ideas and he understands how stories affect people and how but stories But his ideas be never seem to translate well. Yeah, uh, he said in interviews the only one of his things he worked on that was almost in its complete purest state when it hit screen was Chronicle because he and Josh Trank were just left alone to make this movie. So what was on the screen was like 95% of what he'd originally conceived. And Chronicle's fucking great. Like, it's a yeah, really good yeah, movie. it's fucking really good. Uh, he says the only one after that that's ever been near to it is um, is uh, American Ultra, but that's only like 70% similar to his original script. Like, a lot of it was changed and t- tinkered with. Which, ironically, is also what's brought on tomato score. It probably rated less. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I enjoy it. But I'll, I'll let it to you if you want. It's not bad. I thought that was a good chuckle. It's, it's, it's a good hour and a half long, weird little quirky action flick where Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart are really good in it. It's on now TV, so, so I'll, I'll probably get around to it. Get on it. Um, My pony. Bright. Ah! That was bright. Um, Fantasy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put some ice in our glasses where you loosely describe the concept uh, of David Ayer's suicide... Fairy tale Oz. Humans and orcs and fairies and oh elves. All living in modern day Los Angeles. Um, As they do. This, I think this is a really cool concept. Um, again, because Max Landis. Will uh, <clears throat> Smith is a cop and Joel Edgerton is his new partner who's the first orc police officer. And they run into a elf who has a magic wand which 
the orc describes as a nuke that grants wishes. And then the rest of the trailer is a lot of people running around saying, Magic wand! Magic wand! Magic wand! Oh, with these guys gonna go straight gangster on a magic wand! With completely straight faces. And yeah! I'm like, this has tonal issues. It, it's, do you know what it reminded me of, weirdly? Not, not in terms of a similar tone, but in terms of its tonal issues clearly being apparent. Hancock. Another Will Smith property. Yeah, Hancock starts as a comedy movie that's sort of a a parody take on the superhero genre. Like, you know, what if there was a superhero as a a deadbeat and a drunk and all this? Listen to the ice falling. This is... These are these are these are these are male. I'm really, I'm these really are male tears. Ice. Internet. Ha, this ha, is ha, the polar ice caps melting from all the pollution that was created during David Ayer's entire filmography being created. Um, um, oh god! Yeah, like Han- Hancock was framed as a, a weird little comedy movie taking on the the superhero genre with a bit, you know a bit of a piss take before the superhero genre. Well, yeah, yeah. Boomed. Um, but it turns out to be a story of gods and destiny. And it's also turns out to be not very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that that's I wonder if that's linked, perhaps. Um, but I mean, Bright looks like I say it's, it's an interesting concept. I don't know if the execution is going to be any good, but it's going to be on like Netflix, su- so I might as well fucking watch it. It looks you like Suicide mean? Squad and its execution. That's the problem. It's dark, washed out environments and ugh, just ugh. Uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Bright could, who knows what Bright's going to do. <clears throat> Let's talk about television. Uh, biddledy-bum, 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 biddledy-bum. Where is teeth? Where did they go? <laughs> they disappeared. Long ago. Hey! <laughs> oh, um, let's talk about... Dear God, only one more to go. Once, twice, upon a time. (laughs) Um, Dr. (laughs) Hum. I'm going to drink this whole bottle of Jack. Um, Dr. Who, twice upon a time. Quick disclaimer. On reflection, I really enjoyed um, The Doctor Falls. Really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun with it. Had a couple of problems. It was my favourite Doctor Who finale, probably since um, this last season gone. Was si- since I think, I think I think Wedding of River Song was probably the last finale I kind of enjoyed. Yeah, and and so that was good. I, but, I, would, I would argue that. Tell this, me about what happened to Pine. This a woman. Oh, yes, I've got a boner now. Oh no, Winston Churchill's magic boner. Um, I anyway. I God. think that this last season of Doctor Who. Patchy as it was, yeah, and it got bad in the middle during there. That the whole three part was a bit rough. Oh, the monk, um, the monk trilogy is where it fell apart for me. Um, that's where I stopped enjoying myself. Um, I think it's been the <clears throat> strongest season of Who, probably, yeah, probably since that last Amy and Rory season. Series seven A, really? Yeah, I mean, anything, I mean, anything, I, mean I, I like the power of three until the cop out five minute rush it ending and. Yeah. yeah, but that was the that was. I also like the snowman after that. Which is mid-series. After seven. that, Clara happened. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the problem for me. Yeah. Um, um, but we've got Peter Peter Caprison, Peter Caprison, David Ga- David hair. Garibaldi biscuits, David Garibaldi, and Mark. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Gatis. Um, <laughs> Uh, 
announces the main cast in the trailer for Twice Upon a Time, where it looks like they're in World War One. I? I think it's a remake of the War Games. It's actually set. It probably is. It, what actually happens? It's called Twice Upon a Time. Yeah. Because what happens is well. you're gonna like this. <laughs> so <laughs> the Doctor Falls <laughs> ends with the Doctor, the Twelfth Doctor, bumping into the First Doctor at the end of the Tenth Planet. Yeah. And so then, they are both about to regenerate. And then they time travel into the time freeze that happens at the end of the War Games. Oh, and then Reece Shearsmith comes along playing Patrick Troughton, the Second Doctor. I wouldn't be surprised. And they have a Three Doctors story. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I would vomit, but I wouldn't be surprised. And then, and then... Disclaimer! Love all of these performers. Just not like this. And then... <laughs> they go... They follow Reece Shearsmith's Patrick Troughton Doctor... Into a Netflix series! Into the two Doctors. And Steve uh, Pemberton turns up as the sick Doctor. <laughs> and then it actually turns out to be can the first episode of the next series of The Legal Channel. Can Jeremy Dyson, can Jeremy Dyson be forced on screen and be the Eighth Doctor for no reason um, other than he has curly hair? Um, um, this, <laughs> it, I mean... Yeah, you take you, you, Sorry, you take I, that head. You I, get that head in your mouth. I had to drink the Coke. Um, it's not how you meant to in, <laughs> ingest oh, it. There's no E on the end. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> this there's not much to say about this trailer because it's not really a trailer. It's a cast announcement. It it does. It, it's the first sinner on this list of TV trailers, committing the sin of here are some things. Cool. Bye. A lot of these TV trailers commit the same crime, where they don't really give a flavour of the story arc or the uh, threat that heroes in these genre shows are up against. Um, and it also drops a massive deuce on, on the chest, a big spoiler deuce, a big smelly spoiler poo, by going, and Pearl Mackie! And you see Bill in a scene. I'm like, no, no. You ended Bill's story. You You do this... A lot. Where you end the story and then you randomly bring them back. No. Sometimes or, for an entire season. if it's part of the regeneration kind of thing. Oh, God, yeah. Save it for a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Like, we had no idea that Eleven was going to hallucinate freaking Amy in the, in his dying moments. We had it no idea Karen Gillan was in yeah, it. Yeah. And it played really well because it was a surprise. Yeah. And just, oh, Pete's sake. So, um... Yeah, for Pete's sake. Yeah. Give him a good one to end on. Yeah. Um, but speaking of... TV trailers that are just a series of moments Aye. with no, with no um, idea of the arc or anything. Yeah. So well, some pretty visuals. Because um, this one played like a teaser trailer rather than a trailer, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Go for it. So this one gets it right. Yeah. Because Westworld Season 2 looks pretty interesting. Yeah. And there's not really much to say about it. It's like, you know the world that it takes like, place in. Yeah. You know what's going on. Here's just a few visual snippets of what... Like, yeah. what everything looks it, like. It, it's very much played like a teaser trailer. It teases a bit of the aftermath of what you it's see in the short, season one yeah, finale. It's short, it's yeah. sweet, it's visually striking. And it lets you know that a couple of the characters from series one, like, here's them, here's them, yeah. here's them, here's them. Um, it doesn't do what the other trailers do, where they sort of go like, clip of us talking, clip of us talking, clip of us talking. Ultimately, we've just shown you random conversational bits from episode one. Bye, everybody! In, in, in terms of trailers that do that, so we can get them out of the way. Let's do it. Um, Should we dive into the filthy, filthy, wonderful, but also filthy CW pool? All I have to say is... Which one? The Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, 
Um, and also, what was the other one? I've forgotten because it was really, really interesting. Oh, Krypton. Uh, sep- separate though, but yeah. 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 Um, um, the, I have only one thing to say about all of those trailers. I don't care. Interesting, isn't it? Next! No, isn't it interesting? Let's just take a moment to think about that. Because you're a fan of a lot of these. I like The Flash and I like Supergirl. Yeah. But my girlfriend watches them more than I do. I kind of watched them over her shoulder. Like, I didn't watch all of the last season of either The Flash or Supergirl. I just watched enough of it to be like, oh yeah, that was okay. Until the finale of Flash, I was like, that was not good. The finale was dreadful. It was, yeah. Um, I think they brought themselves into a bit of a corner there. And they were like, oh, we have to end on a cliffhanger. So let's just invent a cliffhanger out of nowhere. A cliffhanger exactly the same as the previous two. Barry goes into a thing and then disappears. It's no good. It's no good. It's not good. It's not good. But yeah, I mean, you said it. You said it. Like, it's just, it looks like a bunch of clips from episode one, basically, for all these trailers. Yeah. It's, who cares? Like, Like, I want to know what the series arc for Flash is. You know what I mean? I want to know what the series arc is, because the the interesting thing about its previous three seasons are the arcs. Like, this is the main objective this year. This is the thing they're up against. Series one, obviously, it was more about you, the viewer, knew what was going on without the heroes knowing, and you watch them discover it. Series two was uh, Zoom, and like, again, a terrifying villain to lead the series. Yeah. Series three, Savitar, again, a terrifying villain to lead the series. But they, they didn't, they messed the landing on that one. Yeah, this, this stuck the landing. It was just, <laughs> eh. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. I love, I love, um, uh, Gus, Gus, what's his name? Gus, Grant Gustin. I love Grant yeah, Gustin. Grant I love Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin. but, when you've got the voice of Tobin Bell for two thirds of the series, yeah, it's not as intimidating when you're suddenly the voice of Grant Gustin. Yeah, it um, just doesn't have that sort of <sighs> gravitas, and the whole reveal I didn't think was particularly exciting. Yeah. And... Uh, but anyway, but, but, like, but the series ends like, oh my god, Barry's never coming back, and we can clearly see from this picture. Oh yeah, Barry will be back in back. episode one. Also, because he was on the panel as well, like he was yeah, on the panel, so it's like, like well, he's obviously gonna. It would have been, do you know, it would have been a ballsier move, have him be at like the sign in, yeah, but not have him be at the series three panel. Yeah, that would have been a ballsy move because then everyone yeah. would be like a uh, series four panel because everyone would be like, wait, where's Grant? Like, where's the Flash? I know like, Tom Felton isn't returning for season four. I I figured that. When they were still crediting him as special guest Tom yeah, Felton throughout series three, by Tom yeah, Felton. which which made sense in the first half of the series because he was only in maybe like five well, he's or a six episodes. For most of that season, yeah, right. like halfway through he becomes one of the cast members. Yeah, and but yeah, uh, Arrow looks as dull as Arrow's always looked to dull me. Supergirl one. looks like they're going dark. No, no, literally taking the thing that I love about that show mm. and going, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Black Lightning, uh, not much new footage. Just it's another superhero show. Oh, do you know the the premise though? It's like the whole family are fighting back against these people, and it's violent. Oh like, yeah, so, he's, so he's, he's like it's, it's aimed at adults more than yeah. Like, he, he's a vigilante, but his wife and children are aware of what's happening, and they have to get stuck in as well. I think that's an interesting way to take so, it. But yeah. but they don't really show any of that. No, SDCC. they don't. And Legends of Tomorrow again looks like a cool, interesting premise until you realise most of the footage is from episode one. Yeah. So they've probably blown the effects budget. I, I mean, it's a nice establishing shot, them in the, the, the ship looking out going, oh shit. And it pulls wide to reveal a city sort of half jungle-fied jungle with a bunch of T-Rexes wandering around. Yeah. It's like, okay, you had my curiosity, Legends of Tomorrow. Now you have my attention. 
and then you realise, oh, it's all episode one footage. Yeah, then you yeah. see some of these, some of the cast, and be like, oh no, <laughs> like Dominic Purcell is good. Um, is Dominic Brandon Purcell? Dominic Purcell is Heatwave. Okay, yeah, he's fun. Um, but a bit gimmicky. Brand- you can't really connect with Heatwave. Can Brandon Ruth is always Ruth. nice. Brandon Ruth. Um, uh, Victor Garber. Victor Garber, always great. Um, is Victor Garber? It's Victor Garber. But other than that, like. Mm-hmm. Arthur Darville looks like he'd pop up again so that's that's something yeah. I can't I think it's Katie Lotz who plays White Canary yeah. ne- no she's, I just don't like her I just don't, I just don't she's well she doesn't think much of you good sir oh, that's fine, <laughs> fine. Uh, should we touch briefly on Krypton yeah Krypton Krypton, Krypton the Krypton factor Krypton uh, I've got to be careful what I say because I've friends in it but at the same time I'm just going off trailer footage looks, I don't have to be careful what I say it looks, it looks boring shit. it looks boring it's just like we go back. I mean, it's a David S. Goyer written Superman series. Oh, yeah, so that's going to be great. Right. You know, the man who hates superheroes but seems to somehow write for them all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Remember, uh, like, She-Hulk. What's She-Hulk? She's just someone that they invented for the Hulk to fuck. It's like, you've clearly never read a She-Hulk book. <laughs> because she's his cousin. I love how that was like, Stanley's response to it. Like, he issued a statement. He didn't have to, but he issued a statement and was like... Well, if you read the books, you'd know that she was his cousin, so that would be wrong. And actually, we didn't create her so the Hulk had someone to fuck. We created her to prevent anyone from creating a female Hulk character first and sticking us out of the copyright. So, get your facts right, David Goyer. You big shit. <laughs> David S. Goyer. Saying, David, David S. Goyer, who's like, yeah, Marshall Mallow, what a load of shit. They're never going to bring him into any of the live-action stuff. It'd be pointless. And then he was one of the highlights and fan-favourite things about Supergirl. Yeah. There you go. And he looks freaking great as well. Have you seen the figure, by the way? DC Collectibles have started releasing no, figures. No, I haven't seen the figure. I, I nearly picked up Supergirl the other week just because it was a great figure. Totally forgot. Went back into Urban Planet. It's gone now, so lost my opportunity. But they've got Martian Manhunter, who looks pretty damn sweet, and uh, an updated version of Arrow. If they did an updated Flash, I would have bought a Flash and a Supergirl. Hands yeah. down. I would, I would have had those two. Um, but yes. What's next on your list of magical things we that we a, get to look at with our eyes? Before we get to a TV show that I'm actually looking forward to, let's talk about another TV show that looks just to be clips of episode one. <laughs> okay. Um, hit um, me. We mentioned it earlier, briefly earlier, but I guess we've got to talk about it because yeah. I'm dubious about it because it looks like Marvel may be making another misstep. Is this the MCU's new television series? Inhumans. The Inhumans. Sorry, don't you mean IMAXes? The Inhumans. That was obnoxious in this trailer. So, Inhumans has had two trailers now. Yeah, because it had the teaser image. Yeah. Then the first trailer a few weeks back, which was pretty cool. It was a pretty decent trailer. We got Lockjaw. Yeah. I love Lockjaw. We got Lockjaw. We got some sort of like very... you know, just sort of, here are some of the locations that are going to be featured in the show. A little bit of Triton, a little bit of Gorgon. Yeah, uh, and specifically you get the idea that Black Bolt, like, Lockjaw takes him out of there to protect him. So it's this idea of Black yeah. Bolt. That's what intrigues me. The idea of Black Bolt being on Earth in hiding. Yeah. Like, he's a king amongst his people. When you put him in an everyday situation, he can't survive without someone can't helping speak. Because he can't speak without blowing up a city block. So that intrigues me. This trailer doesn't focus on that at all. This trailer focuses on, hey, Ramsey Bolton's a dick. Yeah. That's pretty much it, really. Also, Medusa's hair effects look fucking terrible. Oh, I know. Like, hair is a really hard thing to do in CGI. It looks like the costume department and the effect (sighs) department didn't work closely enough together to, to 
get the synergy of this right. I mean, we know that the series is in safe hands because Scott Buck, who did such a great job <laughs> on the first season of Iron Fist, is, is shepherding this show. So, Do you know what they should have just know. done with the hair? Like, that should have been like part of the finale, sort of a moment where you go, oh, fuck. Like, it should have been sort of in a big-ass braid. Lots of pipe cleaners. Because then you could have got away with like having a moment of a sort of like swinging it and smacking stuff, if it, if it had been in massive braids, you could have got away with having a practical rig. Yeah. And then you have a moment in the last episode where, like, she freaking, you know, unleashes her wrath on somebody and just a hair just, like, bursts out and yeah. throttles them to death or sort of throws motherfuckers left, right and centre. And you go, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, she could do that the whole time? Okay, that's kind of cool. And instead it's like, let's just, let's just put her wig. She looks like a like a brat doll or something I mean, like that. for me, the interesting thing about it's the really Inhumans weird. is that their powers are all so weird. Mm. And the Inhumans themselves are all pretty weird mm. as compared to the X-Men, mm. which are the, probably the, the well, the Marvel have been pushing in the comics the Inhumans are sort of an X-Men replacement. Yeah. That's why they're so prominent in the MCU because they haven't got the X-Men or mutants. Um, but their powers are also nope. strange. Nope. But they have got gifted. So if I remember correctly, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Age of Ultron referred to as gifted. Which Fox have now nicked. Yes, but they're not... Um, <laughs> they're not mutants. They're not, mu- they're not they mutants were... because they're not born that way. True, but they also do imply that it was in them and it's just a case of rearranging what makes them them and unlocking... Um, stuff from within them, like using all the Tesseract technology. So they're not saying they were born this way. They're sort of saying, oh, maybe everybody's got yeah. the potential to be superpower. We just experimented on them and gave them powers. It's well, like, okay. yeah, they never really go into that. But yeah, but, but they refer to them as, they refer to them as, as gifted. Yeah, no, yeah. miracles. That's it, miracles. Should we go on to gifted? Should we, should we crack into what Fox have dished out for us? All I really have to say about gifted is it looks <laughs> like yet another X-Men thing that contains none of the things I love about the X-Men. <laughs> so, and I, everything I like... apart from X-Men, X-Men 2, and Logan, and, and First Class, pretty much. Even those, like, don't really have the stuff I like about the X-Men in. I don't know, like... first, first Class sort of feels like old-school X-Men to me, a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Just with a mishmash of characters created in the 90s. But I like Claremont-era soap opera, space opera... Um, like melodramatic. Your ideal X Men would be a forty-five minute weekly TV show where it is like it's like Buffy or something yeah. like that. I want to see the X Men in Japan te- being like the X Men on television. Japan. The X Men on television would be brilliant. Which what? Which is what Gifted could have been. Could have been, but at the same time, the problem is it's stories we've seen now. Like we've yeah. seen the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned that it looked an awful lot like uh, sort of the second iteration of X Factor. X Factor Investigations. Yeah. Um. It wasn't called. It was just called X Factor. Yeah. It, it, it made me, it made me yeah. think about. I, I've not read it, but what I know of it is, is it a bit similar to Runaways? As well, it, like a sort of similarish thing of bunch of kids. The, com- the comic of X Factor wasn't, but oh no, no, I mean, I mean, gift, like it might be gifted. That. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is also coming soon. That's feeling at the moment. <sighs> Runaways. God, the, uh, so if you want a bunch of shows about teenagers getting to grips with who they really are and being on the run from the government. Boy, you've got a lot of those things to look You're forward to. Look. I didn't see the lead. There was a series two trailer for Legion, wasn't there? I didn't see that. Or, I didn't see that. or like, or like a trailer well, for the finale yeah, or something. We should, we should mention that the reason we haven't talked about things like the Infinity War trailer, the mm. Black Panther footage, etc. Not, not been released. I know they've been leaked, but 
I'm not going to bother. I, I want like, to watch an HD copy. I don't want to watch a shaky cam yeah. version of someone... Like, a bunch of people going... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone Christ. fastidiously sort of getting a bad angle of this thing in, in choppy quality and everyone going... I, I love watching panels and I also hate watching panels as much as I love watching panels because every time someone answers a question, the crowd just goes... And I'm like... You answered a question. Did you realise you could get more questions in and more information and, and see the, the you know your favourite actors and writers and stuff like telling you more stuff if you all shut the fuck like a twenty five minute bit of panel footage is about seven minutes of applause and cheering. Yeah, I understand it when everyone comes out. Absolutely, be like yeah and stuff like that. And when they announce things, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I've only seen one film in America, so Iron Man three, and there was only I think one moment where the audience sort of went like woo during the movie. I don't remember it happening throughout. I was kind of looking forward to that because I was like, go on, let's see this weird American cinema like atmosphere that they get over there. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In America, like people participate with the screen for a movie that they've never seen before. They like, know, over here, people go to like, special screenings of the Rocky they, Horror Picture Show in the room and things like that. But they over do there... know it's not real, right? <laughs> they do know the people on the screen can't hear them. Hello? They're, not, they're not really there. Hello? Is it you who saw a screening of a Harry Potter film in the States once where a woman was like going, mm, you tell him, Hermione. Yeah, it was, yeah, was it Prisoner of Azkaban. Hermione punched Draco. Was it that moment? I don't know. I can't it was like, so much you told me a story, like someone in the audience basically got like, Hermione did something like, you know, a bit sassy and this woman was like, woo, you go girl, yeah! And it's like, That's are what? you shitting me? Oh, she, she knows. Something bad happened. And, oh, she's coming. She's coming. The story's oh, no. too good. Something bad happened, and somebody, somebody went, oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> it like, happened in real life. That in in a Harry Potter movie. I don't know what happened, though. I think he called her, I think it's when he called her a mudblood or something. Oh, no, he didn't. It was all quiet. Well, he literally just, just did. <laughs> like, it was in the script and everything. But no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I mean, he did. He, did. he just, he did. Um, so, yeah, yeah, they cheered when the, when the film started. That was weird. I was saying, when we watched Iron Man 3, I think it only happened once in the movie. I think there was a, there was a kick-ass moment and everyone went, Woo! And that was it. Just couch. Then again, we saw that in Hollywood, so people are there are used to watching movies and probably bored yeah, of it. So, yeah. I ain't doing that shit! James Silent Bob's Super Groovy Cartoon movie. I mean, that was a special screening, but that got a lot of like cheers and whoops and stuff. Yeah, I think that's just kidding from the audience, though, all very I don't know, don't know, what don't excited. know. I've watched that what since. are you trying to say oh. about Kevin Smith? He's very loud and exciting. Yeah, sure. Go to the two shot. <laughs> Go to the two shot. Go to the two shot. Um, uh, I want to talk about one more trailer before we move on to emails. Let's do it, you handsome swine. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Goodbye, Harry Bye. Potter. <laughs> oh no, he did it. Right, go on. Is there any, any other trailers you want to touch on? Just you. Don't. don't. By any chance, is the thing you want to talk about Oh, we should talk about the Defenders first, briefly. I completely forgot about We should talk about Defenders. defenders. No, it's alright, that's alright. You're a bad person. Um, <laughs> the Defenders yeah, trailer. just took a dump on Iron Fist. Do you think I can remember? <laughs> well, <laughs> to be fair, he shoved it up there with no warning. Um, I literally took a shit on his chest. <laughs> right on his tattoo. It's like his bullseye. He smeared it into a dragon shape. Um, <laughs> so, it's his party trick. Uh... No, Defenders, tra- the Defenders trailer didn't give us a lot of new footage in terms of scenes. Like it was a lot of footage from the scenes we've already seen footage from. Yeah, um, but it was it was new bits of dialogue, it, very well edited, a bit more of the banter on show between 
Bants. Bants between uh, Matthew and Jessica and Luke and Danny. Um, A lot more of Sigourney Weaver. Madame Gao at one point as well. Um, Being talked down to. Motherfucker. Being talked down to by uh, Sigourney Weaver's character looking a bit intimidated. Sigourney Weaver can talk down to anyone. That's very true. She's like eight foot nine. Um, (laughs) Her avatar, they just spray painted her blue. So there you go. (laughs) There you go. Um, Pour in a wig. Uh, a little bit of footage of Stick, some Foggy, some Karen. Um, did we see some of Colleen in the trailer? A bit of well? Colleen, a bit of um, was there any Rosario Dalton? Dalton? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I just I'm I'm looking forward to it, and let's not talk too much about it, I suppose, because we're going to be doing that in about four weeks' time. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the event. It looks really good. I'm excited for it. It's only eight episodes, so it shouldn't sag in the middle. Also, and Kristen Ritter's going to steal the whole damn Kristen show. Kristen Ritter continues to be the best part of the Netflix universe because... <laughs> but, I mean, Jessica Jones is, like, my favourite Marvel character anyway, so I would say that, because she's got her fucking nailed. <laughs> um, speaking about fucking nailed... Yeah, uh, hands down the best TV trailer to come out of a thing. Because there, there were other TV trailers... There was there was, there was the trailer for Orville. The second trailer was actually kind of funny because it focused less on Seth MacFarlane. That was fine. It was like, okay, interesting sci-fi premise or whatever. And then obviously the thing it was based on. I'm Star not Trek interested in Orville because I can't stand Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, either. kind of the same. The second trailer showed off more of the rest of the cast and the actual situations of the yeah, episodes yeah. and it, it looked more appealing to me because oh, of shit, that. Oh shit, talks about Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery, well, there's not really much to say. Like, like, Star Trek, it, like, it, it, it looks, looks kind of cool. Um, it looks like pretty good Star Trek. We'll talk about it when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, um... And, oh god, was there another trailer of something that I've totally forgotten? I can't bloody remember. Uh, let's just do it. Let's talk about things too, and then we'll get through the, the TV 70 tra- emails. The TV got. trailer that goddamn won San Diego Comic Con this oh, year. Oh my day. Was Stranger Things Season 2. Um, Stranger Things? Boogaloo. You can't. Darkness falls across the land. It should have been called Strange Things. The Midnight so they could call season Hour. Two Stranger Things. And they could call season three Strangest Things. <laughs> but no. They, they called season four John Carpenter's had, The Things. They had to. They had to fucking burn that on season one. On season one. You go Stranger, you can't go anywhere from Stranger except Strangest. So what happens when you've brought back a character from the upside, downside, left side, right side, ups, upside your head, said ups, upside your head? Who at the end of season one, there's that nice little tag that shows that he is still kind of having visions of the place where he's been trapped this whole time. Also vomiting up slugs, don't forget that. Don't forget that. Series two? Looks like that is the crux of the mystery. It's, oh yeah, time's passed, but he's still having these, like, daytime nightmares that might be real, or might just be visions. Yeah. We're not sure, but there is something in the red fiery sky that looks like a big Cthulhu-esque motherfucker. It's big spider-looking and motherfucker, And it is yeah. coming. On his face. Arcing On our neck. Schism. And on your chest. They're children, we can't say that. Who's children? No, they're not mine. We've done the paternity test. <laughs> Every cast member of Stranger Things are your children. Who's on first? Um, so, um, Stranger Things 2. I'm so jazzed for it. It looks great. It does look good. And they use the Vincent Price narration from Thriller. 
and, in and the a score, remix of Thriller. And it's incredible. And a remix of Thriller, like, mixed in as well, because Michael yeah. Jackson was, like, creeping into the vocal. Well, yeah, like, he always does. Yeah. Michael Jackson and kids, they, of course, they bring it in, in with the... Um, terrible joke, terrible joke. With the Vincent Price stuff, and then it just it leads into Thriller. Yeah. Um... And then and then they bring back Vincent Price's laughter during the sting at the end, and it works beautifully. So good, as James Franco would say. So good. So, so good. good. No, as James Franco would say, line. <laughs> um, oh, we're definitely doing a podcast on the disaster artist when it comes out. Oh, um, we will podcast it. So hard. Uh, yeah, Strange I... season two get here now. Not long to go though. October. October. Halloween. Halloween. I mean, the depressing thing is that Halloween's all around the corner. Because the depressing thing about that is that Christmas is all around the corner. I have to fucking work Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I think I might just die before <clears throat> Christmas. That would probably that would probably work. And you could take um, a man of it by going to see Jigsaw. <laughs> Emails. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I probably will see it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not laughing. Because I'm certain I'll see it with you. <laughs> and I'm just sort of... It was a good trailer! It was a I'm good trailer! Sort of, it's a good trailer except the last minute. Yeah, when they make oh, a start The last reference. ten seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's an intriguing mystery. Because it's not a supernatural series. Um, but Stranger Things is. And I you're, can't you're not supernatural. Dragon's Lair, man. We're playing Dragon's Lair. Of course they are. Of course they are. Because we were watching, we watching the trailer oh. before this. And I said, what's amazing is you'll have a bunch of kids going, Oh my god! What's what's Dragon's Lair? And they're going to like you know people, their parents yeah. and they're all the brothers and sisters. Like, oh my god, right? Okay, so Dragon's Lair is a Don Bluth video game, okay. but you're also going to have a bunch of kids going, "What's an arcade?" And the brothers and sisters and parents of those kids are just going to face palm, weep, and probably leave their children. It will be the first mass exodus of souls. From this world. Where the millennials are left to fend for themselves in a cruel world. We have we have ruined the world for you. Now you must make it your own. Um <laughs> This has been a message from the Republican <sighs> Party of the United yeah. States of America. <laughs> right, let's get into these emails. We're gonna get through them all tonight. I don't care how long this fucking podcast goes on for. We are going to get through them all and have a clean slate for next week. The clean slate. Doesn't exist. Uh, um, that was a weird movie. Yeah, I'm not sure if I like it. I don't. I like parts of it. I don't, I, I've not been back and watched it. I like parts since. of it. I like Hardy's delivery because it is odd, but it works. I like the fight in the sewer. Yeah, I like the fight. I, in the sewer. I I really like the openings. The open openings always strong, like the plane they're being taken down. I really, yeah. I really, 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 really like pretty much any scene with Gordon because Oldman is fucking brilliant. Mm. Uh, that's kind of it. Should we watch Dunkirk? No. Answer that question. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, picking up from last week. Uh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> so, uh, picking up from last week, we've got a huge dick email from Luke. Not that Luke, the other Luke, oh, one of the Lukes. We're gonna make um, them fight to the death to decide who no, is the no supreme one's Luke. No, no one's fighting to death, Chris. We can't clear that legally. I've talked to our lawyers. All we have to do is crack the pool cue in half, leave it on the floor, and turn away. Make it fast. Um. 
So yes, this is picking up from last week. This is sorry, this is from the week before last. Got just time happens, guys. These things. Uh, hello. As of this email, it is currently twenty-one thirty on the sixteenth of July, two thousand and seventeen. Well done to Roger Federer. Damn, Doctor Who making me watch sports. I don't care about. But big news, everyone. Female Doctor. Colony interested. I don't have that crayon. Um, she's a talented <laughs> actress, and I'm looking forward to see the direction the show goes in. However. What this has shone a light on for me anyway is that I hate Doctor Who fans. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Look, that's a bit of a bold statement. Like, you can't be, you can't, it's a strong word, you can't say that. You're completely correct in doing so, but you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, there I, there I, are yeah. a few exceptions. Except, ex- the, mod, the modern iteration of Doctor Who fandom can be a very toxic, unpleasant place. There are a few ex- exceptions, spelled expectations. <laughs> Fucking fantastic title. You two lovely chaps, the guys at Five Who fans. Who? No, they're all bastards. Uh, he Who Moans <laughs> and Batman March. He Who Moans, oh, Stu Bagful. Yeah, um, Batman March, yeah, Matthew Tuffalo and, and Billy Garrett John there, and they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you can tell I watch a lot of YouTube. Oh, uh, you're, you're a beautiful song. Uh, everyone else is overacting to both extremes, one side threatening not to watch, while the other side pokes fun and male fans, with both sides making ludicrous remarks that they could, could be connived, contrived, conceived? <laughs> I'm not sure about the usage there. Uh, a sexist. Uh, yeah, we... I'm not going to go into it. The one that's irked me the most is people have been making the reference of like, oh, listen to the man babies. Oh, let's look. Oh, I'm going to, you know, just taste the man tears. They're delicious. I'm like, guys, there are sexist arseholes who have a problem with it because they're sexist. Yes. There are sexist arseholes who have a problem with it because they haven't taken the time to learn or consider other people's opinions enough to sort of push themselves out of their sexism. And there are also, believe it or not, ladies who don't like it as well. So, like, do you know what I mean? It's this whole thing of us and them, us and them, and it's like, no, there are people who are happy with it, and people who aren't happy with it for various reasons. Leave it at that. Yeah. We just want it to be a damn good show, and we think she'll be a great doctor. End of story. As Luke was saying. No, he wasn't. Fine. No, he don't... didn't say this. Fine, they wrote opinion, it, Matthew. but don't confuse opinion <laughs> with fact. Yes. The Federation Against Copyright Theft. Doctor Who is... Don't let the pirates brand you with their mark. You wouldn't steal a car. Uh, Doctor Who is a show about change. You wouldn't steal a download. Let's see what this change is. Personally, I would like it to be downplayed, so hopefully a first line won't be, Oh, look at me lady bitch! That was my best Jodie Whiskers like that. That was amazing. Uh, I, I, I specifically don't want this Doctor to meet any characters we've met in the last few years at all. Yeah. Just because, then they'll have to do the conversation of like, what do I call you now? Do you know how you know how you you do it? You just don't bring just that don't up. Do it. Just don't obviously, do if it. she runs into a long time friend at some point, you can obviously have a moment, but not in season one. No, in the no. first series, she is the Doctor. Well, that's it. as as Luke yeah. goes on to say, he's a woman now. So what? That's a great sentence. He's a woman he's now. a woman now. I love that we're living in a, in a time where we can mm. say he is a woman. Although the she, she, it, he then becomes she, depending on people's preferred pronouns. But we he, live in a time where gender he, is fluid enough that you can go, yeah. he's a woman. He is now a woman, and she is the Doctor. Yes. He is now a woman, so what? She can still have all, all the adventures we usually get. I do feel sorry for Jodie Whittaker, as for many people, she isn't the 13th Doctor, she's the female Doctor. That's unfair, and hopefully during yeah. the time she would become the 13th Doctor to those people. I think that's a, that's yeah. that's that's true. Very well put. Uh, she shouldn't, yeah, she, she's the 13th, she's not the girl Doctor. She's the 13th Doctor. Um... To misquote Colin Baker, she's the Doctor, whether you like it or not. What I'm trying to get across is that we all need to calm down, 
Think of everyone's reaction to Peter Capaldi. I have a... Hmm. <laughs> just a... Just a throbbing reaction to Peter Capaldi. Um, some hated this choice, but now they love him. Give her a chance, and I'm sure many people will think she's the best thing to happen to Doctor Who since Maisie Wood. Oh. <laughs> oh, Luke, what have you done? But let's not judge me from Oh, my God, Luke, you stuck the landing. Uh, that was fucking beautiful. Uh, thank you for letting me air this on your podcast to all 200 other listeners. That's a generous estimation. Uh, I just felt everyone was acting silly and we just needed some sense. This email has taken a while to word it. It's now 22.25. What time was it when you started? Oh, yeah, so like an hour. Man, you, you're never going to get that hour back, Luke. Um, <laughs> hopefully I haven't come across condescending and high and mighty. No, of course not. You make uh, very good points. Yeah, yeah. Very, um, very well worded. I'm looking forward to the next series now and the curveballs it might throw. And I'll judge Jodie Whittaker by her series. And not before. I also hope I'll be able to make valid criticism without being called a misogynist. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. You, yeah. you, you know, if, if the stories are bad, the yeah. problem is you're going to get people saying, well, they're bad. Mm. But we're going, oh, you just don't like it because she's a woman. It's like, well, no, if they're bad, they're bad. Yeah. So we're getting, you know, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll cross that particular bridge when we come to it. Uh, looking forward to hearing your opinions, and I have a suspicion you'll cover this news thoroughly by the time you get my email. Uh, yours, wishful and sensible, I hope, listener. Luke, the original, you might say, although <laughs> I am sort of fo- looking forward to becoming Lucy. Maybe I'm your Lucy, Chris. Now that would be interesting. No, that's just creepy. P.S. I'll hopefully try and make the next email a fun one. Um, I got weird. Oh, oh, really weird. Oh, got really weird. Wibbly, oh. wibbly wobbly, creepy weepy. Um, <laughs> so we're going to pick up... Uh, oh, nice one, Luke. Thanks for the email, man. Uh, Ian sent us two last week. We only read one of them, so we're going to read the second one. Ian, uh, part two. This is much. Stronger. The Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> this is short. He has a twin. Uh, if I'm allowed, <laughs> if I'm allowed to ask questions, no. Here's mine. End of email. <laughs> Next one. Uh, Christopher did a review of movies so far this year. What movies are you both looking forward to? Uh, there's a movie called Polo Out this year, which is basically Goosebumps, Say Cheese, and Die. As a movie, that's hmm. What movies am I looking forward to this oh, year? I saw the trailer for Polo Out actually. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we mentioned some of it in the Comic Con stuff. We're looking forward to Ragnarok. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm, yeah, really looking forward to it. AKA um, it part one. Yeah, if, oh, if it well, all goes oh, according God, to plan. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Ragnarok. Justice League's next year, isn't it? No, this year, November. Is it, is it November? Yeah. But I, I'm looking. Because f- hmm. Thor Ragnarok is now October. I think they've done that consciously to be like, let's jugger- I, juggernaut yeah. no matter uh, juggernaut Justice League no matter what is going to be a juggernaut. Let's get out of its way. It seems late to be but, doing but let's movie. but let's put it in place so that if people really freaking like our movie, yeah. it can still do a bit of damage. I, Disney are a bit devious with their release schedules. They're not, they're not daft, are they? Not no, daft. I mean I do like I do like the whole Batman v Superman thing of where they like basically after Winter Soldier in twenty fourteen. Um, DC announced that oh we're going to bring out uh, our, our Batman v Superman is coming out on uh, March whatever like yeah. uh, April whatever 2016 and and that's when Marvel went oh that's the same weekend as one of ours isn't it that we've already announced they went, yeah they went would you like to know which film it is Captain America Civil War sequel to the uh, best Marvel movie so far the table. and they stared at each other and DC blinked and backed the fuck away <laughs> even with Batman v Superman they went yeah Captain America Winter Soldier was that good we are not going up against the because sequel because they kn- well also I think they knew they had a bit of a turkey on their hands somewhere there yeah um, so, um, so but, but in this case Marvel are obviously trying to shit on DC a bit the movie I'm looking forward to most this year Blockbuster wise, Thor Ragnarok. Last Jedi. I'm really looking forward to. Last Jedi, of course, yeah. For um, me, it's the Last Jedi, because I'll always be a Star Wars kid. Um, 
I mean, uh, out of the ones we've talked about trailer-wise, for example, probably the Golden Circle. Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first one, so I, I, I'm i looking forward to seeing a new good. meta 2, because, but Mark Strong. <laughs> and Noby Jones. With character options now extending their license, what figures would you like to see? We're not going to see any. Let's be brutally honest. <laughs> yeah, character options have picked up the license for Doctor Who again for another like five years. It was it was up for like uh, up for it was coming up for sale, and they renewed the license, which is interesting because they've not really done much with it for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to geek out on you now. We uh, they started they stopped doing regular action figures in two thousand and I want to say two thousand twelve doesn't no. 2013 and started doing the 3.75 inch range instead so G.I. Joe Star Wars Marvel Universe figure size yeah. Doctor Who yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a smart decision in a way because it means they were compatible with a lot of other action figures that were big at the time I don't feel like they have the same articulation but, as some of those figures though no they're not too bad they're not, they're not as articulated but they're not like stunted they're not like yeah. the Star Wars ones come in two types they come in really basic oh, articulation yeah, yeah, or slightly better articulation like a Black Series miniature version whereas the Marvel um, Universe figures it tends to be quite very articulated very, yeah, yeah. Um, mini Marvel Legends really yeah, uh, but that's the thing. Doctor Who's miniature range came about, and around the same time that year, that's when Hasbro started bringing back Marvel Legends with a vengeance, yeah. and that has turned the tables again because DC started the multiverse figures, which were three point seven five inch. Some figures. of which are quite nice. Some of which are quite nice, but they only did two waves of them. The couple, like each wave, was like mostly just based on films. Uh, like there's a Catwoman yeah, and that, a Penguin the, the and, and a, a General has, Zod has become a shell former at a lot of places. Oh, oh no, that's that's the multiverse. They've come out since oh. because DC are now trying to catch up to Marvel Legends being back. Right. Um, right, right. So Doctor Who, a sort of basically the 3.75 inch range came out at the wrong time, uh, and also people were like, "No, we've got collections in five inch. We want like Doctors and Monsters in that scale." So they were like, "Don't worry, we'll do occasional releases in the five inch scale. It's still going to happen. Don't you worry about it, by Jing." And um, they did, and now they have a thing called Collector Series, which there's only been one series of properly. Mm. And they do B&M exclusive box sets, which is weird, because B&M is a chain mostly found in the north of the United Kingdom rather than the south. And it's also a, primarily a discount chain for, like, X yeah. end-of-line goods. And, and, and the, their B&M ranges are mostly reissues of figures, with some repaints and variants, but, you know... end-of-line stuff with a bit more effort, really. Yeah, and it's just... it's odd. They're in a really weird place, so... If they're renewing it, I'm hoping they're renewing their merchandise and doing what they did back in 2006, which is being there on time. Series 2 of Doctor Who started, we suddenly got a bunch of figures based on Series 1 and a couple Series 2 monsters. Series 2 finished, we got a bunch of Series 2 figures. If they want to do the right thing, um, character options, the moment Series 11 starts, that week of Episode 1, we need 13th Doctor, her companion... The monster from the first story and a monster we know is coming up later in the series. Yeah. That's what we need. They need to spend the money. They need to make stuff. That's my geeky rant about toys over. I could go on about this forever. I'm so sorry. But Ian did ask. Um, <laughs> when the Doctor Who 2017 Christmas special, The Doctors... It's not called that. But yeah, it's, it's been revealed as twice upon a dream. Um, when... Well, I know you things that you don't oh, Hardnell's teeth disappear. The fuck do I do this show? Um, <laughs> when it, when it because airs, you've not finished your parole yet. <laughs> when, it, when it airs, will you do a big, thick, uncut Capaldic review? I like that. I think we'll do. Um, I think we'll do uh, the, the, the Capald epilogue. Will maybe. you sum up Capaldi's whole era? I think we'll. we'll do, yeah, we'll, we'll do a cap off. 
And, yeah. Uh, and sort of, and it'll form a oh, trilogy. It could be, yeah, yeah, the the Recapaldi part three. Yeah. Like, yeah, because series 10 um, and, and his final. Yeah. Yeah, we probably um, will. We probably will. What about for Moffat's whole era? No. No. I think, I don't think we'll do a podcast. I think I... <laughs> that, sounds, that, sounds, that sounds so serious for me. No. But no. I think it's because I've, I've talked about it so much in so yeah, many places. Yeah. And, and I don't have a very positive view of it as a whole. And I don't just want to make a thing where I shit all over it. Yeah. Like, because yeah. that's fine if we're talking about, like, a series or a film. But when it's seven years of television, yeah, it's just going to be the most depressing podcast ever. And- I love a lot of it. But I also really disagree yeah. with a lot of it. I don't so. think we'll do a podcast for it. We might find another avenue for it if it's something people really want. We might, yeah, um, maybe. Maybe what we can do at some point is we could do uh, either as a cast or as videos. We could focus yeah. on like Doctor by Doctor eras or something. Oh, well, that'd be kind of fun. I think it's the kind of thing people like. Well, well people seem to like Doctor Who content. As, <laughs> as, mm. as, as you... Hey, we did a, we did a bunch of uh, episodes on other things. Do you want to <laughs> do you watch those Quiet. things? Do you want to watch those? Um, those things. Do you want to work really hard on those? Do you want to, do you want to watch them? It's a Tom Holland interview if you'd like to work on it. I mean, I don't know if, don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, we did a bunch of uh, things called Big Damn Love that weren't about Doctor Who, and if you'd like to watch them, and that'd be great. I'd put so much work into those. Please watch them. Please share them with your friends. <sighs> <laughs> the last one was half an hour long. It took me so long. I can't wait for the first uh, Adventures in Backlogging or Matt and Chris play episode that breaks 700 views when we play... Um, the freaking the destiny of the Dark. <laughs> oh god, no. No. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say let's dig up the nineties PC game, Destiny of the Dark. I don't think either of us could I don't think it runs on modern PCs. Like we great. just we just feed it several pictures of Anthony Ainley and, and whatever machine we put it in and it'll it'll sustain. Get Colin Baker up on me. A new um, PC body at last. At last. <laughs> um So Meat! We're getting there. Um, Sort of yell meats. Dear Chris and Matt. Fuck no. I wasn't ready emotionally. (laughs) I'm assuming you've already had a good chat about the new doctor. To be honest, my initial reaction was intense disappointment as one of those. (gasps) Arseholes was against the idea of a female doctor. Now, they're not all arseholes. Just a large portion. (laughs) But after some thought, I decided I was glad it's finally happened instead of, whenever a new doctor is revealed, being fearful that it would be a woman. A woman? I'm optimistic to see what she does with the role, to see if she'll be able to make me see her as the character of the doctor, because I haven't seen it yet. But we've only seen a bloody teaser, well, we Tom, come on! We haven't even seen the 13th Doctor yeah. yet. Can you see Jodie as the Doctor yet? No, because they haven't filmed it. Um, do you think we'll have a male companion? Possibly. it would be an interesting change in the dynamic. Um, because we haven't had a male companion since Rory, have we? No. Um... I'd like a male and, companion. And if, and if you trust the Doctor's flashback from the Doctor Falls, we've never had one. We've never had a male companion. Um, how do you think having the first female... This is at- the final resting place of Mickey Smith, Rory Williams and Danny Pink. Hey! Long forgotten by the grumpy Scottishman with the floofy bonds. Uh, how do you... He does have a very floofy bonds. I've just dropped the Tom Monty voice. Whoa! Um, I have another drink. Hang on. Right, have another... 
How do you think having the first female will affect the following incarnations? Do you think we'll have a few consecutive female doctors in a row now before going back to male? Okay. Um, that's not what somebody finds. Where did that come from? It's not, but um, that's an interesting question. That, ooh, I did um, think about this the other day, actually. For Jodie's casting to not be seen as a quote-unquote gimmick to a lot of cynics, I think the next actor would also have to be female. Just so it's like, yeah, this is how it can work now. The Doctor is definitely male or female. We just cast the actors right for the role. I think if you went straight back to male, it would be regarded as like, and there's the token female in the lineup when they do like the merch for number yeah, 14. Yeah, you, you I think you have I think, to I think, I think 14 has to also be... Uh, I mean, it just depends on who's right for the role, to be honest. But I think I think it would be a wise move for 14 to also be a female performer. Yeah, because look at, like, your thir- your one out of 13. Yeah. It, Whereas if you've got two out of 13... After that, it kind of smacks a tokenism if you don't keep carry on with it. Yeah. But again, like you say, it depends... I want to say it depends on who's best person for the role, but things are a little more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, and we've just got to live with that. So... I think the, the thing is, the thing is, once you've done once you've done a couple of female actors in the role... No one can argue then, um, you know, uh, well, he's definitely just a bloke and that was a one-off. Like, when there's a couple, you're like, oh, I guess he could be male or female. And then you can go back and forth after that, I think. Do you know what I mean? Because then it'd be like, oh, cool, it's just like, oh, God, this actor's going to do it now. Oh, my God, this actor's going to do it now. Uh, and, you know, so I, th- I think it would be a wise move to... And it's, it's sad that you'd have to limit the casting in this way, but at the same time, for the progression of the show and to make sure she isn't seen as a, a weird... I think a weird it, blip or a one-off. I think you need a female performer to be the 14th incarnation as well. I least. would argue it's the opposite of a limitation, though, because okay. I because you've got an entire gender <clears throat> of untapped oh, yeah. potential. Oh yeah, no, no, of course. So, in, in, in respect, yeah. in respect to like you know the the the, act, the female actors who, who will now people you know, who have even been considered for it before yeah. now getting a crack at the whip. So yeah, I think that's well, people who people who people who a lot of viewers and. and uh, speculators wanted to be in the running, but was never really yeah, taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what's really fascinating about uh, Jodie's cast thing as well? I mean, lots of things are fascinating, but um, so 2013, yeah. Pete is one of the names that's been bandied around at Bookies, like, you know, people taking bets and everything. Mm-hmm. The morning of the next Doctor Live program, he shot up to the front running. Oh. Same thing happened with Jodie Whittaker. Her name wasn't really in any of the betting pools at all. No, because I don't remember hearing anything about... Then the morning uh, set, of set. of the announcement, uh, like, her odds shot up. I'd heard rumbling, Which about... says to me, there are people in the betting yeah. world. Because the people bet on any freaking thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember which podcast. It was one of the Smogcast podcasts I was listening to. They talked about betting in the UK on things like that. I think it was about Doc 2, actually. Yeah, probably. And... and, and they were saying, like, and it was baffling to them. In the States, people don't really do that. But over here, at places like Labrooks and stuff like that, it's not just horse racing. It's not just football. People take bets on anything. People take bets on who's going to die next in The Walking Dead. Like, people take bets on things like this. Which says to me, what happened with Capaldi and Jodie's odds in 2013 and 2017, they, are, they have people in there somewhere who know, who are getting hold of this information so that they can utilise it to profit. What the hell? <laughs> don't, don't, that's the road we don't want to go down. It's just um, weird, right? But what a weird thought that there's someone out there like covertly trying to find this out, or someone leaking it to someone else so that they can place bets, but in a such a way that it doesn't get out. But then obviously people get a sniff of it just in time and make some money. How freaking weird! 
Uh, people will do anything for a bit of money, Chris. It's so strange. Um, final question from Tom. Oh, I've got to find the voice again. What's that? Was Jodie Whittaker at all on your radar for the doctor before the announcement? Have you seen Broadchurch? Um, thank you, Smeagol. Um, I have not seen Broadchurch. Not, I've got series one. We've not tucked into it yet. I have seen him in Attack the Block. And yes, that's what I know from. Who's watched my one of my big downloads will know I have seen her in Black Mirror because she's in the entire history of you. And she's wonderful in it, playing an awful person. Yes. But everyone in that, in that episode is playing an awful... As yeah. I said, everyone in that episode is a massive cock. Yeah. Yeah. And not a juicy one, either. No, just a massive cock. Um, Like an invasive one. Like one that's prodding your bum, trying to wake you up on a Sunday morning. Jonas. When you want a lion. Bit of a dick, isn't it? Bit of a knob. <laughs> uh, everyone yeah. in that episode is a bit of a knob. I know from Attack um, the Block, and, and I'm like, yes, please. If you've not seen Attack the Block, uh, a defecting stormtrooper and, a, and an alien time lord with two hearts fight a bunch of uh, furry walking carpets with uh, glow stick leakings in their mouth uh, in, a, in a high rise. So watch it. Yes. On Nick Frost is it somewhere? Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> also the boy Jaeger. The boy Jaeger. That was when I first saw him in something. It was like, Jump, yeah, well, yeah, that yeah. It's good. That kid's great. That kid's great. He's amazing, because again, he's a massive cock in that. He's really unlikable. Uh, and they don't even try and do a thing of like, he's redeemable. It's like, no, he's a knob, but he knows that this is wrong and he's going to do a bit of... He's going to he's gonna help people out to a point, but ultimately he just wants to live. Pragmatic. Yeah, it's 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 a good film, man. Attack the Block is great. This one comes comes in from Ari Draper. Harry Drake, ah! Um, Hello, Harry Drake, ah! Hello, Matt and Chris. Hope is all very well with you. Continuing to enjoy the podcast as it continues to grace and bless my delicate earlobes with its harmonic audio resonance. <laughs> but, oh, I need something from you. Oh, you know what it is. Oh. You know what I need more than anything else in this world. Oh, God. Matt, you and I both know that the best section of the podcast is in the end. In which you provide us with those essential cheats. For PS2 specifically, I think. Or do you do a range of consoles? And I need my fix. Please, do not deny me. Cheats for The Simpsons Hit and Run on PS2. Can you, as somebody once said, hit me with them? Well, I'm sorry, was that a specific request for cheats for PlayStation 2? The hottest hints, tips, and codes. Look, I need to do a little bit of research. So while I'll get my uh, I'll get my team on it oh. while we're doing these next do we these, have to? these last couple of emails. Do they, and, have to, um, do they have to? I mean, we don't have a budget. How are you paying them? Uh, in fear. <laughs> yes, the the currency of fear. <laughs> um, <laughs> fear beatings. And strict, strict discipline. The occasional mini roll. See, I prefer. <laughs> I prefer Mr. Kipling's cake bars. The good Matt takers from the good Matt give us. The Bakewell ones. <laughs> Thanks, Harry Drake. Ah! Kids will do anything for a. What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> I'd suck a dick for a tasty cake. Um, 
Jacob! Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Oh, um, Jacob's made of clay. Hell. We sculpted him into a shape and then he flew away. <laughs> but now he's back into our box and he's got words for you. So, Jacob, please don't delay. Tell us what to do. Oh, he deleted it. Oh, shit. He landed on the key. Sorry, I just died. Um, <laughs> Jacob! So I, was, I was dead at the time. Um... <laughs> Hello, Big Dumb. Dead. <laughs> dead today. Oh god. Um, hello, Big Dumb Cocker. How are, how are you? <laughs> I am finding kind of weird Doctor Who not <clears throat> being on TV, as I don't really have anything else to watch apart from Dirk Gently for the third time. Yes. Stranger Things for the second time. Classic Doctor Who. Black Mirror. Paro. Yeah, I'm 15 and watch Paro. Paro's great. David Suchet. Um, and Riverdale, even though it's really, 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 really shit. I think we may have an email coming up that's going to disagree with you on that one. Um, okay, maybe I have a lot of things to satisfy my eye holes. No, they're my eye holes. But Doctor Who... Did you write that? Doctor Who... No, no. Oh my god, I was going to say. But, but oh. Doctor Who is my favourite TV show and when it was actually decent for one and then goes away, I miss it. I just realised you wonderful cockers haven't even touched gently on, on Dirk Gently. I swear I didn't do that one on purpose, but I'm glad I did. Personally, I think it's one of my favourite ever TV shows. Samuel Barnett is an amazing actor, and uh, one I think would be a good Doctor or ho, ho, Doctor Who or companion. If that happened, I think his amazing acting would add to the already wonderful plethora of actors we have had the privilege of watching while beholding the unitard of Doctor <laughs> Who. Unfold- I love unfolding unitards. Um, anyway, Dirk Gently, it's really good, and if you haven't watched it, you should. I have started watching it. I've not finished it. You watched it all, didn't you? Um, I watched all what? What did you, Matthew, Keeper of Kraken, Watson, and Christopher Logopolis Johnson think about Dirk Gently's holistic effects of ABC? <laughs> um, I dug it. I have only watched a couple of episodes. I liked it. I just had a chance to get back to it. Again. I think I think it was a bit of a grower. I enjoyed episode one. I was a bit meh on episode two. But episode three, I was like, I'm not sure. And then I binged four, five, six, seven, and eight and went, no, this is great. Like I just started, I was like, oh, go on, I'll pick it up. It was after a few weeks. And I just ended up watching five yeah. episodes in a row. Um, it, I think it's, it's great. It's not the Douglas Adams books, but there is a twinkle in its eye that is very much familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, Without... it, it doesn't stray away from the core idea enough to feel like they've just gone, oh, loosely based, but like it, it's obviously a very different package from what... His, his prose puts in your head when you read the two novels. And it also has allu- allusions to the two books having happened. See, I was just about to ask that. Yeah. But does, it, does it imply that... These, yeah. yeah. It okay. implies that they've happened um, because, again, it's a new story. Yeah. Um, and if I remember correctly, there was a very brief throwaway mention where I think somebody mentions that like he's, he looks scrawnier than they thought he would. Referring to Dirk. Yeah, because yeah. obviously in the books he's more of a heavy set, like middle aged guy. Yeah, so I don't know how that. I mean, I I don't think they're blatantly saying it's a sequel to the books, but I think they're implying that like yeah, it's just slightly different. Um, I do love the way that they work with the whole realms of um, coincidence and fate and balancing death by causing death in certain places mm. and. Uh, Fiona Dorif, uh, Fiona Dorif, isn't it? Yeah, her character's fucking stellar, unrecognizable. She's so good. I've only seen her in Curse of Chucky. Mm. Like, I was like, 
I, I didn't realize it was Laura. It, Laura, it was Fiona Doris. <laughs> She's like, really, really freaky. Yeah, like just the voice and the way she, she carries herself. Um, um, the, again, there's not really anyone in it who's redeemable. Like there are nice people in it, but they all have a, a villainous streak or a mean streak. Where they go, oh come on, man. or no, let that happen because it's just easier if that happens and we yeah. look the other way. Um, every character kind of goes through that, um, but. You still have like you know Elijah Wood sort of is the the, the follow through like he's the one he's the one we ride on the shoulders of <laughs> like through the show and he's a great leading man he's really good um I dig it I, I dig it and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to season two uh, I hope we get it the same way in the UK where, where they just dump the whole thing on Netflix for us to enjoy that'd be great um, I'd love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I also thought it was hilarious, just a little side note, the BBC America panel at San Diego... No, it wasn't San Diego Comic-Con last year, I think it was the New York Comic-Con in October. Yeah. The BBC America panel was Dirk Gently, Doctor Who, and Class. And it's ah! so fascinating to see that the next BBC America panel was at San Diego this past weekend. And it was Dirk Gently, and then Doctor Who. And that was it. So what else have they got? Nothing. I, oh God, I said I said on Twitter that I've been watching Sarah Jane Adventures again and recapping it ahead of the Attic event. And um, I said, like, there was a little thing I found out about the uh, Enemy of the Bane Series 2 finale, which is the last appearance of the Brigadier um, in a show. Yes, yes. And Nicholas Courtney is, is the Brigadier. And uh, I, I, I happened to mention on Twitter that um, in the writer's tale, which is Davis' book, uh, originally... Uh, the character from Unit, their Unit connection that they were going to use in that story was Martha Jones. That makes sense, yeah. Which yeah. would mean in that in 2008, Freeman Adjaman would have appeared in Torchwood, season two, Sarah Jane, season two, and uh, in the Sontara and Stratagem Poison Sky. Guess we're wrong, in series four, Doctor Who, and, and, um, and uh, Doctor's Daughter. Um, so, but that's like, oh, cool. So the idea was in that year yeah. to have one character appear in everything. Hmm. That is quite cool. Hmm. But due to scheduling conflicts and Law and Order filming, Freema wasn't available and they had to, in the still in the script stages, luckily, Laura the shit. figure out what they were doing. So they approached they approached um, <laughs> Nicholas Courtney and said, would you be the Brigadier? And he went, yeah, of course. Of course like, i be the Brigadier. Oh my God, great. So they wrote him in. So I said, it's Nicholas fucking Courtney, who else am I going to be? It's fascinating. Like I said, I said, it would have been fun to see Martha interact with the Bannerman Road. It would have been fun to see Nicholas Courtney be Martha. But... <laughs> Oh God, Nicholas Courtney! Have you ever played a black woman? <laughs> well, I've played many things. Um, he's so good in it, though. But like, it's only, I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, simply because it means we got one more brigadier, brigadier appearance, and it, the, the black archive, black archive debuts in it. Yeah, it's, yeah. in its first form in a big old warehouse out in the middle of nowhere. Because that's all they could afford. <laughs> well, but, but, it's, but it's done like the Raiders and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, when you see there's an establishing shot of it inside, where it just goes on for miles, and it's just crates and alien ships and stuff. It's like, that's really cool. And then obviously the break-in that Sarah Jane takes part in in the episode is the reason why they change the security, beef it up and move it under the Tower of London and Day of the Doctor. That's how you will build without talking about it massively. Really nice. But, but the reason why I brought this up... I've forgotten why you brought this up. Jesus is, Christ. I said, I said it's fascinating though because it means she would have appeared in the two spin-offs. And I can't remember who, but someone on Twitter, probably one of our listeners, replied to me and said, two, uh, I think you're forgetting class. I just wanted to reply, I think you're forgetting Canine and Company. Also, go away. <laughs> yeah, stop now. Um, it's okay. Um, although we can't have any more Sarah Jane adventures, for which I'm very sorry, mm. for various reasons, I'm sure Katie Manning's down for the Joe Grant Galavants. 
Now, she's um, remarried. She's Joe Jones now in continuity, I'm afraid to say. But Jesus Christ, could she get divorced just so we can have the Joe Grant Gallivant? Joe, Joe Jones journeys? Finn Jones was um, a grandson in Death of the Doctor. Sarah Jane's story. Uh, Looking miles younger than he does. Like now, like big boffy curly hair, really scrawny mega tanned. Iron Fist has aged him. Um, <laughs> uh, now for big damn questions. What would you think of a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Netflix TV show? The BBC one's already perfect. Um, whom is your... Again. I wouldn't be against it. Don't do it like the movie, though. No. Because the movie has some nice don't, ideas. Don't try and be action packed. Don't yeah. try and be action packed. Stick as close to the tone of the radio show and the TV show, the prior TV show, as possible, and just be like, everyone's reaction. Just isn't, everyone's reaction isn't like, oh my god, this is weird. It's like, oh, that's terribly strange. You know what you do. You know what you do with <laughs> be um, peculiar, stand out. You know what you do with the Netflix TV show for Hitchhiker's Guide. Hmm? Animate the radio show. <gasps> Um, just pl- just play the theme who... song for forty five minutes. Oh, Whom is your favourite Buffy character? Oh Jesus! Have you got another half an hour? No, we really haven't. So be fucking quick. Okay, serious answer. Um, probably Joyce Summers, just because I love Christine Sutherland's performance. Um, she is such a solid part of of Buffy's life and of Dawn's life and everything that when she is ripped away in hands down probably the best episode of the show the body like it 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 creates a wave that lasts for the remainder of the show um <clears throat> she wasn't a central character but she was a pillar of the central character's a world a pillar of the community um close second it's a toss up between um, Rupert Giles and Tara McLean. Um, and if you want a silly answer, Sid the Dummy from the Puppet Show series one. It was a living ventriloquist doll. It was a good. I guy. know who Sid yeah. is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty uh, cool. Willow. Why the fuck did you make that so difficult? Um, you made a fucking meal of that one, didn't you, Chris? I love um, it. And what do you want to see? From I jo- big damn love it. What do you want to see from season two? Open up. What do you see from Jodie Whittaker's... What do you want to see from Jodie Whittaker's Doctor? I want to see her in good stories, and that's about it. I want to see no old monsters. Find a way around the contractual obligation of the Daleks. Sorry. The alleged contractual obligation around the Daleks, which is so obviously really a thing, because even this year... they I figured this out the other day. That's the only reason we had that scene with Bill last year when there was no series, so the Daleks would be on screen on BBC One once. This contract with the Terranation State has to exist. It has to. The Daleks have appeared every year without fail. Even Series 6, they said they were taking a break from him. We had that one scene where he confronts a Supreme in a crashed ship. I completely forgot that. Yeah. Think about it. And this year, the Daleks appeared in the wraparound part of the preview from last year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And also in Pilot. That's what I mean, yeah. Like the, the, The parts of that episode... Were just the, the, oh, the yeah, they were a prologue and yeah. an epilogue to the preview from the previous year, yeah, yeah. and the only reason that preview existed and went out on BT One, I think, was so they can go there. The Daleks we've used them. Please don't take the rights away. Interesting. Pause for thought. Food for cats. Uh, cool for Kramer. And what was your favourite episode of season ten? <laughs> season thirty six. By the way, that, mm. I, that I, why I did that last week, because I was reading the Radio Times article and they call it season 36 for some bizarre reason. You mentioned that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, lots of dry... Lots of dry squishy cuddles. Oh, dry, dry and squishy. Ooh. Crusty. As long as it isn't crusty. P.S. When I said Flash Tarleton was exactly like his comic book counterpart, I just went, he's a very, very large knob head like his <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair sent, enough. Sent from Nardole's second Wi-Fi enabled knob. 
Um, uh, I love Jacob. Um, looking back, um, probably the Doctor Falls, just because there was a lot of stuff where I went, oh, there's Peter being allowed to act like a freaking legend. But if I had to whack one on randomly to watch it in the background, I'd probably put on either Thin Ice or The Eaters of Light. Thin Ice for me. Yeah, I mean... I don't think any episode from last series was remarkable, but but there were a, there were a, a bigger uh, there were a larger amount of good episodes this year this time around. Yeah, compared to it was only two it seasons. was only really the, the monk trilogy that I hated. Yeah, everything yeah. else was like hey Matt, good. why did they invade? Next email. <laughs> um, this one comes in from oh. Emma. Hello. Um, Emma's not emailed us before, has she? I don't believe so. She's tweeted us, but she's not emailed us. Um, Riverdale trailer. <laughs> talk about the Riverdale season 2 trailer, the one from STCC, and then talk about Riverdale, and also watch Riverdale, that was brilliant. If you don't like Riverdale, I'm going to spam because we're on Snapchat for eternity. Thanks, boys! Well, that'd be mean. Don't um, do that. Spam Matt. He's a handsome man. Don't spam me. Uh, don't spam me. We preempted um, this. I never use Snapchat. I, Chris sends me Snapchat messages. Yeah. Very important things. I don't get notifications from him on my phone sometimes. Yeah. And then I don't I watch his Snapchat messages I, for, for of, about three days. Because and I'll get a message from him going, do you want to do this tomorrow? <laughs> and that'll have been two days ago. Because of a lot of live TV environment stuff that I work with like over the years, I never have notifications to none on any phone I've owned. Just because, you know, you don't want it going off in a work environment all the time. So because of that, I never see anything. Um, but I did see the Riverdale trailer. I thought we did watch it in I our big compilation. I thought you didn't see anything because you have your ants in your eyes, Johnson. Everything's black. I can't see anything. I also can't feel um, anything. I've just realised you've bought me two Rick and Morty t-shirts. <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Oh. I pop my girlfriend too as well. <laughs> because I'm not very original. Oh. Two different ones though, not the same. Um, so. Minor tangent, if you want to see a really cool uh, hand crocheted Mr. Meeseeks doll, go to Lucy's Crafty Crafts on Instagram. Uh, Just he, saying. He's Mr. Meeseeks. Look, look at, at him. him. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give Riverdale a go. We, had a look at, a go. we did have a look at the trailer. Um, I River- don't understand it. I'll give Riverdale a go. I'm Doug Dimido on Rother Dimsdale Dimido. <laughs> But as someone who's currently enjoying the revival of Twin Peaks and quite enjoys... A lot of people don't like like the second half of season two of Twin Peaks where it goes all soap opera-y. <laughs> and I quite like it because it's melodramatic so and you, silly. So you would watch an Archie and Veronica so Twin Peaks mashup that is Riverdale? I, I think Riverdale might scratch that particular crotch itch. Isn't it weird? So... Like, we were talking about it before, that Riverdale is essentially, it'd be like, do, do you know what it, do you know what it is? It's Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Do you remember that animated series? Where, it was basically Sherlock Holmes was Captain america Like, they froze him and brought him back in the 22nd century. Where? And it was an android called Watson. Captain America. This is mighty. Dear stalker. Um... <laughs> Like that was that, that basically they took Sherlock Holmes, took the basics of it, like you know who everyone was, what he does, etc., and then completely went like, and now we're telling it like this for some reason. That's Riverdale, because Archie's like you know obviously sort of cheesy and oh boy, I hope I can ask Veronica after the big dance and all that stuff, you know, Jughead and everything, la la la. 
And then Riverdale is, yeah, but what if Archie was sexy? <laughs> And everyone's colour scheme matches the characters from the comic books. Like, you know... Jughead isn't asexual in the the show, though. He's in the comics. Is he? Yeah, in the comics, he's asexual. Ah, alright. Yeah, but I don't think the Riverdale cast are going to have a crossover with the Punisher or the Predator at any point, either. Oh, God. Which is a shame. But, but, like, you know, Archie has the colour scheme of Archie, and, like, you know, the characters look like they're sort of in comic book colours, but they're obviously in non-stylized clothing. So it, it's sort of this weird... I, I mean, I am intrigued. And I will probably watch it at some you point. You know what I've been waiting for? To jump on the Riverdale train. Oh. And it... I don't know if this Sabrina is... Sabrina the Teenage Witch crossover yes. episode. Seriously? Yes. I was joking, but now that no, I because saw the gleam in Sabrina's... An Archie comic. She's, she's in that universe. Oh my god. They... 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 Sabrina is, an, is not just an Archie Comics character. Yeah. She's an Archie character. Oh my god, I know who the murder victim for Series 2 should be. Should be a ten-year-old boy called Casper. I'm not even joking. That would be fucking phenomenal. Oh, I, I, Come I'm on. Gonna watch it Come on. It'd be Casper, and then there's a series of sightings of the boy throughout the town, throughout the series, and everyone's like... But he's like he's dead. We saw it on the news. He is gone. Like, why do we keep seeing him? So they bring in somebody who apparently is an expert in the occult, a student from a school across across the state, Sabrina Spellman. Come on, come on! I wish this was happening. So, oh much. my god, I would watch the crap out um, of that. Yeah, I, sh- I should give Riverdale a go. I'll try and finish oh. off Dirk gently, and I'll get to Riverdale hopefully before. Um, Defenders comes on, but we'll see. For some reason, I have no idea why you saying Riverdale makes me think of the Fairly Old Parents character, Doug Dimmerdome, owner of the Dimmerdale Dimmerdome. I have no idea why. <laughs> I, I think it's just the way you say it, it's very rhythmic. Riverdale. I'm like, Dimmerdome. Because it, that's how many syllables it has. Yeah, but I'm Doug Dimmerdome, owner of the Dimmsdale Dimmerdome. Cool. Um, <laughs> have we got another email? Uh, yes, we've got, we've got an email and a mini follow-up from Luke. Oh, by Jingo, let's Luke. hold hands and pray, for Luke is here, Kalukale, let's hear what he has to say. Not the Luke we talked to earlier. Oh, <laughs> never mind then. Um, <laughs> hiya, big old damo Casto doodles. Oh my god, you can speak Mexican? You can't wait until the attic. Oh my god, are you going to be at the attic? Yeah, so for those listening on Friday the whatever that this goes out, 28th? 28th. Um, tomorrow, yes. Saturday the 29th, uh, is the attic in Cardiff. I'd say come along, but you had to have bought tickets, so don't bother. Um, <laughs> it's a big old charity event uh, in, in aid of um, of the Tai Hafan uh, Foundation and, the, and their stuff. They're raising a shed ton of money um, by having a 10th anniversary celebration of the Sarah Jane Adventures, um, because 2007 was the year it started, um, with Invasion of the Bane on New Year's Day, and then the series started in the autumn. Um, so, it was a big celebration. I'm going to be hosting a bunch of the Q&As, along with uh, Scott Hancock from uh, Big Finish. And we've got um, Danny Anthony, we've got Yasmin Page, we've got Angelina Mahindra, we've got Tommy Knight. Uh, we've got uh, Lee, um, I've got, we've got everyone. We've got basically as many cast members as we could get together to be there. They are there. Um, so, if you're there, say hello! Come and say hello! 
Uh, although we've worked something out, um, people have been saying to me, like, who you know, in, like, could we get, like, a selfie or something? Like, it'd be nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of the amount of people who've asked, uh, you can get a picture, but you are going to have to pay a small fee for it because instead they've booked me in to have a photo session like the cast have. Uh, so if you'd like to get a picture with me, you need to get it in a photo session. Uh, you might say, hang on, why am I paying for that? Because the money you pay for the photo session, 100% of it is going toward the Tire Farm Foundation. Chris so, isn't getting paid for it. so I'm not getting paid for it. This is a complete charity event. So everybody who's there, spend as much money on everything, money on everything as you can because it's all going to a good cause. We get to celebrate an amazing show. and uh, But I will publicly shun Luke uh, for my own amusement. In fact, uh, I, I will avoid any room that Luke is in. Um, well, Luke does go on to say he hopes to meet Chris mm. and grab a photo or something. Mm, yeah, I'm not going to be there now. <laughs> I'm kidding, Luke. Of course, come and say hello. I'm not going to be there because I'll be drinking <sighs> to numb the pain. Oh, um, I've oh. spent. Luke goes on to say, oh. um, I've spent. And then watching Riverdale. <laughs> I've spent over a week considering. No, I'm at Festwitch this weekend. Um, I've spent oh, over. Of course. A... Yeah. Yeah. I've spent it's, over a have week. We conveniently finished Big Damn Love at the right time. I think so. <laughs> like, we saw. Um, that's bizarre. Oh, yeah. It's oh. almost as if we planned it. Um, I've spent over a week considering how I feel about the next Doctor. I've just reached a point of, I don't really know. <laughs> I hope they didn't just cast her because she's a female lady woman because she is rather good. I suspect that is the case that she is rather good. Having seen her in other things. I've been thinking um, about the next Doctor since 2008 and I've got to say, Morrissey would have been a good contender but uh, ultimately uh, the cyber shades are just too laughable. Um, just one question today. What are your thoughts on ITV TV's The Broadchurch starring BBC One TV's Doctor Who's David Tennant as the Broadchurchman? And BBC a, TV's Doctor Who Jodie Whittaker as the broad, one of the Broadchurch women's. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the BBC right. TV. Um, BBC TV, 13 episodes of BBC TV's Doctor Who in 2016, which we never got. Um, um, broad, um, we still need to watch it. We still need to watch it proper. Um, I've not seen any of it. But I mean, it, it, it's. Doctor Who is a nice bridge into. into into that kind of drama show for a lot of people because like um, Arthur Darville's in it, Eve Miles is in it, like Olivia Coleman's <laughs> in it. So there's a lot of crossover in yeah. terms of cast members. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, we'll, we'll get on. We'll get on that. We'll get on it. Luke says he only saw season one, but he really liked it. Yeah, from what I've been told, series one's great. Series two's not so great. Series three's pretty good. Little follow up from Luke. Oh, mince. Uh, here's a small follow up. I love that effect at the start of the Doctor Who trailer, but I think that Asbill's return wasn't needed. And there was the impact of her death. Yeah. Uh, Scarecrow. So it's, um, it's his last story. Just they should have saved it as a surprise. Yeah. They yeah. should have saved it as a surprise when you watch the episode. Also, did you notice how BBC said Jodie Whittaker, the 13th Doctor? No, as, in case they made the same mistake. No, um, there was an as, and there was still no space between as and the, but the as was in black font over black screen, so you just didn't see it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, bye. I should be gone now. Or maybe not. But then did he write anything after that? No. What if he's still here? Well, then I'll scare him off. What? With my... No. Re- hotly requested. No. Simpsons hit and run. Oh god, no. Codes. No. Alright, okay, no. okay. So, 
So here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Bigdamncontact at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us during the week. We're also Bigdamncast on Twitter. I can't see this. You can get us on YouTube. We've got weekly shows, adventures in backlogging. Go Bigdamncast. And of course, we're going to be doing more back play soon as well. Hold. I can't read the buttons. Please send help. This man. Uh, he hold, knows things. Hold these hold two buttons. L one and L one. Enter the following codes. Oh, no. Um, oh, God, no. cars on impact. Oh, two two <laughs> triangles. This font is too small. This font is too small. It's too small.